be the link on Facebook, and then every time I clicked on it, it kept opening, and then I finally figured I just gotta send it to myself. So sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. And like now it's opened on the Anchor app, so now I'm wondering if the screen closes. I don't care. I'll keep no, it won't. It, hopefully, it won't. Now it should be good. Now I'm like through the app. Right. Not through like a link. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a it's a crazy thing. It's a good I, app, man. It's a good no, app, but it does app. have its flaws. It, it just has its flaws. Everything does, right? Yeah, but uh, to me, it's just—it's so crazy how I started. I started this in 2018, and uh, I was, um, you know, I was just rambling into it and doing episodes where I just talked about like stuff. And then uh, during the pandemic uh, in August of last year, like August first, I had my friend on, my best friend on. That I've known for 20 years and he's not a comedian he's done stand-up a couple times at like talent shows and stuff and uh I just I knew him for 20 years so I was like okay great we did like two hours and uh I was like great now I can interview people so now I've interviewed uh it's you know, kind of fun. 69 people now <laughs> which is am I 69 uh or my yeah. seventy? No, you're like you're gonna be like seventy one because. Uh, uh, all right, that's a good number. But I yeah, like it's number. it's just crazy <laughs> how many people it's been, and I still have a million people to get through, which is just like, it's just so funny, like that that happens. You know, we just meet so many amazing people. Do you know uh, KP Burke? I do. I mean, I don't really know him, know him, but I know right. of him. Yeah, I. I'm he actually like lived in my town too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah he lived I went in to Wayne. The, I went to his album recording, and I was just like, "This is <laughs> so cool! I need to get him on." That's always what happens. Is like whenever anyone gets anything major, that's usually when I have people on, or uh, just if they're interested in me. Like, my thing is, I like knowing how everyone started. Like, what. Because we only see each other as comics, like an hour or a couple hours a night, so it's like you right. never know the people. And then once you see that, like the behind the scenes of like what these people are, it gives you more insight into their jokes and into their life. And you're like, and you, I'll, t- and you know I'll tell stuff. you this, uh, not to interrupt you, but you need to if you hang out with comics yeah. <laughs> outside of the open bikes, like I do. Yeah. realize at least i realize about myself i'm crazy oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like we not everybody is a not a normal person but i know that i'm not a normal person no like i was out at the bar last night and uh, i'm just making jokes out loud that normal people like you can't like there was this hot bartender and i'm like oh she's probably only bartender right now because her only fans ran out and like, like I was pretty much just a compliment. Like that's how hot she is, right? Right. And they're comics, so they got it. But the person next to us that heard, I, I think like, he didn't. He didn't literally appreciate that joke while he was there with his woman. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I realized like, right, we are psychos. No, we just say stuff. So. Uh, it's better to see us though in smaller increments. Like it may not always be the best to to have actually hang out with people all the time. Right. But then it's also a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, we're not the same. So no. you can't have all this fun all the time. And then people. No, it's always, that's the thing I say. Like, I, I always, I always say I'm worried about that. Like, with jokes, I think I'm always like, I don't know how people are going to think about this. But it's, it's interesting. Like, I know a lot of comedians get upset when 
uh, like random people, like they tell people that to do comedy, and then people say like, "Oh, tell me a joke." It's like yeah. my thing is like you don't have to tell them your joke. Mm-hmm. You can tell them a street joke. Like I have a stock <laughs> joke that I tell. It's, Dude, um, isn't that um? Want to oh, know bro, the stock uh, Hannibal joke that I tell? Yeah, tell me wanna your know joke. The stock joke I tell. What does old pussy taste? What does old pussy taste smell like? Who? Depends. What? <laughs> it's like you know, I get that, I like that. That and it's like See, you know, more. Right. The second thing I do is I talk about my comedy. Besides telling them one of my jokes, which usually works, is I talk about my jokes and I talk about comedy in a way that makes them back away slowly. I like get very mm. technical about it. <laughs> and not like, a bad this idea. Just like oh, well, you talk to them because like Hannibal Burris kind of had a joke <laughs> like that. Whereas, like, if you tell me a joke, I'll show you some. My, I'll show you my titties, and he was like, "I'm not gonna tell you my joke. What are you trying to degrade me?" And he's like, "I could have just told her any joke, though. I could have said, knock, knock. Who's there? Show me your titties. All right, now show me your titties.' Right. <laughs> exactly. I love Hannibal. Like, uh, you sometimes you're you're right. Like, if they ask, that's the thing. Like, I think I I get a little upset when people are like, "Oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke." It's like, are you are you not believing me? Right. Are you are I, I asking think me to prove myself? Towards... Or, or, or are you just being like, I actually just want to support you? Because it could literally be them saying like, oh, you're a comedian? Let me hear some of your, your work. Yeah. Like, you're not a musician. You don't need all this equipment. Tell me your joke. But right. you, they, they don't realize you do need a room, a microphone. A lot of things go into making a joke work besides there just t- telling it. Yeah. There are tons of times where I go to a mic and then I Uber home and I make the Uber driver laugh more than the people. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like a second chance. It's I like, have a, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I have this terrible new joke that I've been trying out, which is like sometimes I, if I don't have an open mic, I'll just Uber for time. Right. Like I'll just Uber to the supermarket, which is 15 minutes away, so I could do my set in front of the driver. Right. But, if but he better laugh the whole time. Otherwise, he gets one star for me. <laughs> I'm the only star in this Uber. But... Yeah, making jokes work, that's a huge thing. Uh, you know, I always have, like, I always say that I have one, like, off-the-wall joke for, like, a year. And it's like, I always have to, like, make it work. Like, last year, the first joke I ever had was a couple of years ago that was like that. What That was like this, like, kind of joke that I just try to make work and never did is, uh, I like my women how I like my coffee in a coffee cup. And I love that joke. Hmm. But it only works with like potheads <laughs> and uh, <laughs> stoners and stuff. So right. the next joke I had, which was last year, was uh, this whole chunk of how I called Kanye West a silly goose because of this song uh, that came out called I Love It, where he talks about, uh, you know, what a freak he is sexually, but all the things he mentions are very tame. Hmm. So like I make fun of that. And then it goes into, like, this bit of how, like, what if there was a serious goose and, like, a whole, like, anthropomorphic, like, serious goose that I meet. And it never, it couldn't work. And now this thing that I have is that I don't send dick pics. I send pictures of my balls. And I make my pubic hair different styles, hairstyles. <laughs> so, like, I always add I like new, that. like, tags to that of, like, you know, like, frosted tips and, like cornrows and stuff and like yeah that's funny, hairs off to it so <laughs> it's like always a new text and uh so it's always like that like i just have a joke every 
like yeah that's like okay this is either gonna work all year or not work at all so you want to hear something wild since you kind of talked to him about dick pics and and your funny ball pictures so me trying to be a comedian this girl asked me for a nude oh really after she sent me a nude but she didn't ask me for a dick pic legitimately right right i'm like well let me take a picture of my ass and send it to her (laughs) by accident instead of sending it to her i sent it to a group chat full of comics holy shit (laughs) (laughs) and one of these comics who knows who he is i don't have to name brandon but he knows who he is (laughs) yeah i love you brandon i can i'll name you he threw it up on facebook oh shit and then he decides i'm gonna take my break for lunch and leave my phone in the charger so when i'm calling him frantically like take this down my dad is super hardcore Muslim. Like, he might think that I'm gay, and why does this dude have a picture of Yusuf ass? I have to kill him. You take this down. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm panicking. Can I ask you the comic was? Joke. It was Brandon. Brandon was the one. Oh, yeah, Brandon Wonderland? Yeah. Oh, I love that guy, though. I'm going to have yeah, him on. Like, uh, yeah, he's like me. He's very autistic. He actually is diagnosed. I'm just undiagnosed. Yeah, me, I, I'm, like, on the spectrum. Like, that's what I... I definitely have to be. So, like, you know, it's it's a thing. But, like, to me, that's always, uh, you know, that's common in stand-up with people. I think you kind of have to have a not even so much autism, but you have to be a different type of person, Oh, I'm yeah. realizing. You know, I was, I was uh, with my rugby buddies, like, a couple weeks ago, uh, and I'm telling them... Like, they're all trying to, like, roast me about my comedy. Like, oh, you're probably not funny. You're still not funny. This and that. Right. And then instead of getting all mad or taking it personally, I'm like, I'm just grinding, man. I'm still doing it. Yeah. I mean, and and then they broke do. down. And they were like, oh, man, it takes a lot of balls what you do, man. I could never do that. I could never get up on talk. And I'm like, yeah, fucking took me, like, two years almost to get over the fucking stage fright. It's not yeah. easy. But I'm fucking no, grinding. <laughs> like, you're always grinding. To me, that's the thing. Is like, I'm always. I always have to remind myself. Like the one thing that I always have to remind myself is my age and like how young I am. Because like, you know, you just get caught up. You're like, oh, I'm not moving fast enough for what I want to do. Right. And COVID, I'll, I'll get. It, we can talk about that. Uh, that kind well, how, of. How old are you, real quick? I'm 27. Okay, so yeah, you're you're roughly my. I'm 31, so you're like four years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. But I get it, man, because I started at 27. So I think I started in 2017 then. So I was just in, I was, so for me, um, doing that has just always been, you know, the age thing of like, oh, I'm not getting there, and then it's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And what I realized with COVID, what happened with COVID was like, I was finally like, I don't drive, so I finally had like a ride to like get to places and there were so many mice and so many like upcoming shows that I could do. And I was just like, and my plan was like, I'm going to go to New York in a few, in a couple of years and, you know, try and yeah. audition for clubs. And that was like, my thing was like, I'm going to get ready to audition for clubs. And then it, happened, mean a lot. it was like, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. And now no, I know I, I, now I just have to get used to the one thing that I have to get used to now and be like nicer about is the people who started doing comedy before or like a little bit before a little bit after uh or after covid because it, it i sound like 
such an old person. It makes me feel that way. I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. We used to go into coffee shops yeah. and bars <laughs> and stuff and do comedy, and no one would want us there. Yeah. And it's like, so crazy these people, all they know is Zoom mics. So, like, to us, it's yes. like, it's like, no, this was a whole different thing. Dude, <laughs> I feel like, thank you for bringing that up. Like a dinosaur being like, no, we used to go into. You know what's crazy? I also see how dedicated certain comics are. Because yeah. there's a couple of these, I'll call them, we'll just call them the, the Zoomers. Yeah. Like that, that generation of, of comics who started in the worst time. Yeah, in the worst like, time, yeah. Like, honestly, it, right, everything was going so great right before then. There were so many shows. There were so many mics. People would book people just based on being funny and right. not just because you had a show. Now, there's probably a quarter of the amount of mics and shows, if that. Right. So now it's like people are doing it for, for right. I get the reason why you'd book people who book shows. I get it. It's like you book yeah. me, I'll book you. But it's like these guys, you can see who's the hard workers and who are the people who are like, I'm only going to, I'm still doing it just for a hobby. And right. I say that because the Zoomers, one or two real life <laughs> open mics in a month max. Right. Because it's so much harder for them than it is on Zoom. Oh, yeah. And the real dedicated ones are there every night now. Right. They said, fuck Zoom. I'm never going back. <laughs> no, I never did it. And uh, I almost did it once. But then I was like, I just, the only reason I didn't do it was because the person that hosted it, like, I didn't know if they liked me. I had, like, a whole complex of, like, that person doesn't like me in real life. Why would I <laughs> do <laughs> I do that, too, man. That's what we all do, man. We but, all feel like everybody hates us. I, no. I'm speaking that, for myself. No, that's, that's <laughs> the thing that I had. When I started out, uh, I was always you know that would always happen like something like socially would always happen and i'd be like oh everyone hates me and then i'd i'd go and i'd be like oh i'm so sorry and then you'd be like why are you apologizing like that's no big deal and it's like oh such an asshole last night (laughs) it's like yeah it's like but part of that was just being younger and being like okay and now it's just like i see people and i'm like okay i get along pretty well with people now it's just uh it's a thing. So that's the story of my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll tell you about the Zoom comedies. Like Carl, uh, who used to, me and him used to host the boiler room together. Uh-huh. When it, when we, like, COVID locked everything down and they had to shut down, and Carl's like, well, we're going to keep doing a Zoom mic. We'll keep it called the boiler room. So when things, because we all assumed it was going to be back in like two weeks, three weeks, you know? Right. Yeah. And, we were like, oh, we'll just do this for a couple of weeks. And then when we get, at least we'll keep people remembering the name of the mic. It's a boiler room mic. We're going to Zoom mic. And it was not the same. It was all right the first couple times because it was like, hey, I miss my comic friends. Right. Uh, exactly. And I get to see them. Exactly. To me, my and, whole thing is yeah. like, I... I can't do my comedy doesn't translate. Like my thing is like it doesn't it doesn't a lot translate. of people still like to me I'm always like I can't show off my like my analogy my joke I use is like you know if you're like a, if you're like a stripper you can just go online and do your stuff like OnlyFans or like camming and stuff. It's like yeah. I have no way to coach to show my comedy tits online. <laughs> and you need this is that's the thing. Like a musician can can work through the whole pandemic to create an album, right? And then they'll show somebody to ask for advice on what they think, but they already know what they're doing. Kind of like us with our comedy. 
but you still need to tell it in front of somebody. Because like, I don't know about you, but I hear this even from the bigger guys. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know if a joke is funny until you try it on stage. Even oh, at the highest level, you still, when you should know everything that's funny, you know it should be funny. But is it? Yeah. Is it though? Let's find out. That's the one need, thing. And that's the thing that sucked about Zoom is yeah. you, get, it's, you got some reaction, but you literally had to have in like gallery mode and looking at people's faces, hoping number one, they're paying attention. Number two, right. if they're not, if they're not on mute, you can actually see their laugh or hear their, you know what I mean? So it's not the same. Right. And to me, my stuff is so, like, I need to hear that laughter. And the other joke that I use is, like, laughter is so important to see to to a comedian because it's a lot like being a stripper in that instead of getting money thrown at us, we get that's what we get. Laughs. Yes. We get laughs. And you're like, okay, if I get that big laugh, I get to keep that joke in my set. If that joke doesn't go well, it's out. It's like, yeah. it's a whole lot of yeah, things. It's like a drug. So it's tell like, me, yeah. Tell me if you feel like kill. I mean, I don't know how much drugs you do. I No, I, my fair I share. haven't done a whole lot of drugs. I've, I've smoked weed a couple of times, which is like, you know, it's like, why would I? It's like, oh, people are like, this helps with my anxiety. It's like, this gives me anxiety. What is yeah. this? <laughs> so, you know what? You might be either doing too much <laughs> yeah, or, too um, much. or the yeah. right or the wrong strain, but like still, regardless, yeah, my point like... is, even better, I'm glad that you yeah. don't really do drugs, so you yeah. don't do drugs a lot. Tell me that feeling you get when you my kill on stage. How does that feel for stage, you? My my thing that I always use, my now that I ask that I use, is it's a lot like being a superhero to me. It's like going through regular life, you're just this regular, you know, kind of regular, like we're not regular, but person. I get what you mean. Yeah, we're like fucking Bruce, you get on Bruce stage Banner and until like, we get to Hulk. To me, it always like, there's two things. It always sounds so like melodramatic and sad when I say it, but like the, when I say these two things, but to me, it's like the first thing is like this is the only thing that I can do. Like, you know, <laughs> I know I know what you mean. It's like some people, you know, I don't want to generalize all comics. Some comics are brilliant; they're very smart, and they can, you know, they can exist anywhere. Like if they weren't a comic, they could be, you know, an accountant, and they'd be the best accountant in the world. But I, I, mean, I see what you're saying. To me, it's like I, I have no other skills. I have no yeah. other things. Like you know, no, you I definitely do. But I think if no, but I'm I mean, you right. That's the thing that, like, I focus on. Like, my thing is, like, oh, this is my thing. This is what I can do. Yes. And the thing is, like, it's a – I love how Kyle Kinane always says this. It's, like, it's a personality trait. It's, like, that's all it is. It's, like, well, it's not needed for the world. It's, like, you know, I heard all comedians, like, whenever I heard a bunch of comedians make this joke, like, Daniel Tosh and stuff, of, like, you know, when the apocalypse happens – we're not going to be around. And that's exactly true. It's like, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we definitely will be, man. Because people are going to need humor. Yeah, yeah. They're always going to need people to make people laugh. Oh, yeah. I kind of sure. get what you're like. I know you'd actually be good at anything you put your mind to. Right. But right now, you are you know what you want to put your mind to. Yeah, so I think the other more, way is like, that, I, I used to yeah. want to be a rapper. I used to want to be an actor. And could I possibly still do those things? Possibly. Right. What drives me right now, at least to the fullest, is comedy. Oh, yeah. Me and too. so, like, I can't even imagine. I don't even want to put those other thoughts in my head because I yeah. might own, like you I think, like you're saying, like, I don't even want to imagine myself as being the best accountant. That's boring. Right. I'd rather be even a mediocre comedy, but still work my hardest to be the best. And I said this on stage a couple of times. It's yeah, probably the saddest. Like, it comes off really sad when I don't mean it to, but it's like, the the my thing that I say is 
the worst time on stage, like bombing, like even if it's terrible, you're being bombing and stuff. It's better to me than any tough day off stage. One million percent. It's like, you know, it's like I would rather have that. Like uh, a lot of people I know are very healthy. Like they'll be like, I'm not feeling well today. Or like I'm having like a bad mental day. I won't do stand up. It's like, no, if I have you a bad day, like I have to be I need stage. to do the stand up. Yes. It's like, Bro, this is what that. makes me happy. Like, I could, if I could be on stage my whole life, that's what I would say. Is like, to be away from that. It's, it's, so it's great. Yesterday, yesterday, oh, sorry, it's a little windy, but yesterday, no, because there was no like comedy, like open mics that I could hit with my work schedule. Yeah. And there was a fight going on. I was like, well, even then, people aren't going to really be there to watch comedy. So I'm not going to even ask to be on a show. Right. I was like, fuck, man. I really want to do comedy. And I get what you're saying. It's like, it's, it's so the reason I asked you if it was like a drug for you is because it's kind of like a drug for me. Like, right. In the sense that I'll even use it the same way I would justify my drug use in the past, which is like, oh, if you're having a bad day, have a drink. It'll make you feel better. Oh, oh, you're having a good day. Let's celebrate with a drink. Like you can find an excuse either way. Right. Right. And I think it's the same thing with comedy. Like, I would use comedy like a drug, like, oh, I did bad? Hey, well, I guess I can learn from my set. What did I do wrong? Right. Or I did good. Hey, that was better than me sitting at home doing anything right. else. I don't know, man. It's just... Yeah. This thing is... It's, uh, it's not for everybody either. Like, I don't know. No. I mean, I know I know a lot of people who used to do it and don't do it, and... It's... And now I understand, yeah, when they quit. To me, I'm always... I always have to be more empathetic towards other people with their stuff like to me i always say like i i used to say this like i don't anymore it's like i don't understand stage fright and to me it's just different you know i've been like i started performing when i was like just in general when i was in high school uh, i took a vocal class and i was singing so that was that so i did singing i did improv for a year so it's like i get on stage it's like i can be comfortable on stage and people always say like you look so nervous on stage it's like it's not yeah, nervous from stage fright. It's nervous from social anxiety that I've dealt with my entire life since I was really little. So it's like, I'm not, it's like, it's like the Bernie Mac thing. <laughs> it's like, I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid yeah. of like all the stuff that I have to do because like people don't realize like a lot of like, I think people when they watch comedy, like if they don't do it is there's a lot of like mini factors that are just like that you go into it you're like you have to know what you're saying you have to know what you look like on stage what you're doing how you're moving around how you're like doing it it's a lot of stuff to do deal with so it's a big thing so for me now it's like my nervousness is always based on not being afraid of like or like safe right it's just being like oh am i doing everything correctly because It's like I can go up on stage and talk for you know with nothing. Like that's kind of a a side effect of being comfortable on stage. Right. But, yes. But the, Sorry. But the cut. But, but the thing that kids want to do that is like, if I don't have anything, that's the problem. It's like okay, what am I going to do? Because to me, I don't want to waste people's time. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, the thing that I hate now is like, there's a mic uh, that I go to on Mondays, the one that I told you about. Um, yeah, the, um, the nip and, and, like, and the reason I hate that one, I always have a terrible attitude and I always feel so bad about my attitude there. 
because it's just comics and it's just like you know to me i'm like and i was doing my well <laughs> and then i'm like i go to uh um where uh have you ever been to uh alan witch no but i've heard that's in new brunswick as well new brunswick, right yeah whenever hey, I how there, far are you how i'm sorry if i'm name dropping you. No, how far not. are you from mike cateo and um Palo colorado like, because they come up on Mondays. I think they live closer to your area. Yeah, I, know they I don't come know. Up on Mondays, and it's a, I, it's going to be a shitty, not shitty room. Like I get your attitude towards the room. It's like the same comics all the time. They've all heard my jokes. They kind of don't even want to listen, even if I have new right. jokes. And I love Alan <laughs> Witch. Like that's the one I love. Like to me, I'm just getting so good. And to me, my attitude is always like I've told. Like my attitude is just like I wear my attitude on my thing. Like I can't be professional. Like on stage. Like I just have to be like this is what I do. Like uh, this is <laughs> really funny. Like I had um, the last time I was there, uh, there was the Latino family, like a dad and his sons that were like four and like fifteen, and uh, he's you know. He's not heckling in a mean way, but he's, like, interrupting and talking and, like, mm. you know, telling the comments when they're doing their set and stuff. And, like, I just don't think he knew. Like, it wasn't malicious. But, but I, I'm so, I, I, like, yeah. pissed off about, like, having to deal with that that I went on stage when I went up and I said, like, to start off my set, I said, before I do anything, you guys in the back, the family, don't interrupt me or I will shit <laughs> on your chest. I will shit yeah, your you chest. Sometimes your you says, I will sit on your sunset and I'll make you all watch while I do it. Like, <laughs> you're almost poking the bear, but you kind of have to do that so the bear stays away from you. So you're like, yeah, that's what I do. It's like, I used to crumble when I dealt with hecklers and stuff and be like, you know, it's fight or flight. I'd be like, flight, you know, I leave like immediately. And yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Me, I'm the Now it's like, man, I being six years in, I'm like, oh, shit, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Yeah. So I, when I asked you earlier, like, like I don't even know if I asked you, you asked me, but like we were talking about how people say like you look nervous on stage, and I was gonna say yeah, you you said you're comfortable, but you look nervous. I'm the opposite. People right. say Yusuf, you look so comfortable. I'm like really? I was like shitting myself on stage. Like, could you not see me shaking? Right. <laughs> I still get that sometimes. With you, what and I've always I kind of love it though. With your stuff, it's like you just seem very like. Like you, you're just very natural, and also like your stuff is a lot. Uh, like your your humor is pretty dark and stuff. So I was like, okay, this is good. Like it's you know, to me, I'm always I'm always interested in how people do it, and of course, you never know that inner thing of like what people are dealing with. Right. But with comics, you always kind of get that thing of like, okay, we all sort of get it, like. You I can think kind if of, if you listen to people's jokes, yeah, you can kind of tell what's going on in their lives a little bit. Yeah. And to me, I just always, I love that so much. It's so cool. Like, this is one of the best conversations ever I've had on this. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm, actually, I was going to say the same thing, man. I, I fucking, I really have, I'm enjoying it. I'm sorry no, there's so many cars going by, but You're I'm doing really good because uh, to me, it can be like once in a while, I'm not going to call anyone else out, but once in a while, <laughs> it can be like, Pulling teeth, you know, because me, me, like, it's like we're gonna do an hour. You have to give me long answers. Like I never say this, but it's like, it's like you you don't want to just them say yes or bro. So because it's like let them will be over in ten minutes. Then we'll be over in like fifteen minutes. I'm like, when just start? When do I? You know. So that's kind of like me in an interview. Like people will normally think an interview is like pulling teeth, and it should take like thirty, forty minutes. So they'll schedule me for like. 
30, 40. And I'll be like, I'll answer all their questions and I'll have them satisfied within 10 minutes because I cut the fat. Right. Right. Yeah. And then I don't know about you, but like I've, I've been trying to date a little bit here and there since I've been a comic. And um, it's also some of these dates are like pulling teeth, dude. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to. No, I'm not dealing with pulling teeth all day long now. Right. Just now to have a relationship with somebody. Yeah. Like, that's not fun. And that's why, like, I had to do my podcast. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, yeah. Pissed off. Available everywhere also because on Anchor. Um, pissed, P-I-S-S-E-D, Goff, G-O-F. It's my name. Last name. But, yeah, it's like my, my podcast, like, I was doing it with guests. And then I feel like I burned the guests out. Uh, and then it was like, well, I should do it solo. And then I was like, oh, this is so much more fun to do a solo because I don't have to rely on anybody right. except for myself. Yeah. You know, nobody's canceling to prevent me. The same way. It's like, oh, I can just talk and just like. It's not easy at first, but it's no. just, I feel like it's a lot like comedy, right? Yeah. Except now I get to do as much time as I want once a week. Right. And if nobody wants to listen, they don't have to. But people actually want to listen. And I even have that disclaimer. It's like, as soon as you guys stop listening, like, if I put out a podcast and there's zero plays, and then I put out a second one and there's still zero plays, I'm done, guys. I get it. I got the message. You guys are done listening. Right. But until like, as long as they keep listening, I guess I've got to keep yeah. doing this. To me, the thing is always just, like, the thing that's really cool about this is I I talk to everybody of all, like, areas of, like, all places of comedy, like, where you start. Like, people who are just starting out, people who are, you know, been doing it a long time. And I've had a couple of people on now that are headliners. And the the weird thing is, like, I, I always want to have, you know, bigger names and stuff just for, like, you know, uh, getting more views and stuff. But to me, it's like, I don't care. Like, I don't really, like, mind, like, talking to anyone. It's, that's it's like the comedy. conversation, I think, right? Yeah. And it's the one thing that's really cool that I found out with uh, a lot of my friends uh, started running shows during COVID. And what was cool about that was it completely destroyed the uh, like they're coming back a little bit, but I like that it completely like kneecapped the uh, premiere shows. Yo, I'm sorry, motorcycle guy. Yeah, no, no it's fine. I'm so glad premiere shows are pretty much done. Yeah, like I actually some lady randomly messaged me on Facebook and she's like, "Hey, uh, I produce shows. Uh, are you interested?" And I was like. If this is a bringer show, oh, let me just stop you right there. I'm not interested. And she goes, they're not bringer shows. And then she hasn't managed to be back. So I might have fucked them tonight. Right. But that's the, how no, I mean, it's it's bad. And to they me, never even like, did one. They've always been around. Like, you know, that's the funny thing is, like, I remember hearing, uh, I was on, I listened to this podcast that was like comedy history stuff. And they had Dimitri Martin talking about it. And then he's like, I talked to Jerry Seinfeld and he did them. And it's like, they're terrible. And he was like, you know, it's just like, but it's it's a part of our thing that we do, and like people know that now. Like with a couple of pop culture things, like Pete Holmes. It's show, not like, something that you need to do, though. It's a lot like no. late night television. Like that used to be the thing. Now it's yeah. podcast. And you yeah, know what? Podcast, to be honest now. with you, let's yeah. be real. A bringer show is legitimately every show is a bringer show. You're right. trying to bring people to your show. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm trying, but now you're trying to force me to get people to guarantee that I can't do. Right. And <laughs> you know what like, I mean? It's like you're, they're not seeing you when you're like people will come to one bringer show, and then that's what it should be. They should come to one bringer show, and then the next show they should come to is like your album taking. That's what it should be. Like it has to be a big thing for people to come because so, it's a night. And like 
you want your performers so you want to give people the the night out that they deserve so that's a good point so me early on in my comedy i used to i guess maybe it was because i was nervous i would ask people to come to my open mics like my friends right. come to my open mics with me right and i feel like i burnt them out and it was free you know what i mean right but like i think i burnt them out before i could even use them for bringer shows and i'm kind of glad right you know, because God forbid, I ah, some of these people think, oh, look how successful I am because I did a bringer show at Broadway Comedy and now I got a picture where it says Broadway Comedy in the back. Right. But did you actually earn that or was it a, like right. you pretty much paid for that spot? Yeah, for pretty much friend? paid for it. Yeah. And to you me, know? like, I sort of get like, to me, there's two, there's two types of bringer shows, uh, which, which just sucks is because a lot of them are, most of them, are people who uh well i don't know how much it is like most of them like what is but i know there's two types there's the ones that are run by the comedy clubs and those are usually pretty good like sometimes yeah because they'll have quote-unquote industry right they have a person like not an industry they have a person like that's what they do they found a person who's who can middle who's like a good host like that's the comic that they're level up they're at they're a good host so they're like, we'll just give you this spot to, you know, ask comics to be on and, you know, do this stuff for us. But a lot of it is, um, I have the majority of it, is a lot of scam artists. Right. So, dude, so oh me, my God. The, I always thing felt that way. So, yeah, like, like, I guess to sum up what you were saying is like, yeah, the two types of people that I notice is the same as you. It's either the people that are there just to make money off of comics, the latter, like what you said, or the farmers. Yeah. Maybe you're going to do in front of somebody who books the room. So maybe right. you can get more opportunities. Right. And a lot of the times, regardless, especially the scam artists do this, they'll try to make it seem like, and that's going to happen. Plus, for an extra X amount of dollars, since I'm already recording your set so I can steal any of your material, right. I'll go ahead and sell you the tape back. Right. It's exactly. like, yo, I know it's like no. when I see one. And that's like. Well, well, leave I, me alone. Yeah. I'm not part of that. I don't want to so, be part of that. To me, I did a couple. And like my... My friends are and my family are always like, you know, they used to be like, why aren't you doing any other shows in New York anymore? We used to like to go there and they're like, oh, they're all scams and stuff. And I don't want to make you guys do that. And, uh, and that's the other thing. Like, sometimes, bro, I, I don't know about you, but it's hard to get people to come to shows when they're close. Now you now, want them to go to New York City? Yeah. Like, you better yeah. have your A material. And that's yeah. the thing. They target the people who are not ready yet. No, who are not ready yet. And like, if I was re- like, even now, I would say I'm. I would still say I maybe I'm not ready yet, but I would probably at least do a a, a decent five ten minutes, if not right. a great one. But yeah. like, if you asked me to do that four years, three years, or two years ago, they wouldn't have been as good because I get better as I get better. You know, I, like yeah, the longer exactly. I'm in it. No, that's so like the they thing prey like, on the young ones. Yeah, and like young in comedy. I mean, not age. No, I mean, yeah, you you have to. You know, that's just the thing that always happens with. And I think that's probably in every industry, there's probably people like that who are just, you know, who do that. But to me, that's always been a thing. So it's uh, kind of like comedy classes. Like, what are your thoughts about comedy uh, classes? And if I you don't want to talk about bit. it, I can. I'm, you don't have to. I'm kind of a snob that, that I'm, I don't like them. I'm cool. Like, if you take like an introductory one and, right. you know, you take one. I know a person who takes a bunch of them and I don't agree with that because to me, it sucks the fun out of. It is like the cool thing about stand up to me is that I'm self taught with it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I didn't know how to write a joke 
like a literal joke for you, you uh, had like to learn it on your own. I didn't learn to do that till like a year and six months. Like but, to but learn. You to also do... learned it on your own. And so now how much I'm, better did it feel? Yeah, and now I'm teaching myself to do callbacks and stuff like that. Right. And it's like you know, it's like there's always a new thing to be like, this is what I'm doing. And I hang out with a bunch of uh, people of different styles. So like, I hang out with one guy. Uh, John Beecroft, he gives me a lot of rides and stuff for friends. He's a one liner guy, like a Mitch Hedberg type of, you know, style. So I learned how to write in that style because, you know, you hang out with, I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, when you hang out with certain comics that you're friends with, their comedy style, like you sort of get like how they write. They're like, oh, this is how they do it. And you can help each other too. Like you start because you know their style. Like I have. Yeah. I have a couple of different comics that I like to like just bounce ideas off because they don't, especially if they have different joke styles. Like, like you said, if they're yeah. more a one-liner or something, but I get that they respect and understand my comedy. Right. I like to joke with them and did try you know, stuff out. Did you know Eric Harbach? Did you meet him? I uh, don't. Uh, sounds familiar. I'd maybe have to see a picture, but to be honest with you right now, I'm going to say no because right. I don't want to Well, anyway, I don't know. Was- he was in our area for a little bit, but then he went to um, Texas because of uh, Joe Rogan becoming uh, like taking over <laughs> this club. And he ended up not taking it over, but this. And uh, is this so, years ago or this is the recent? No, this is recent, recent like okay. this year. And it's in uh, Austin, Texas. And um, anyway, so he moved there and he was having, you know, his thing is that he has comics come and like stay with him for like three days and then they just do a bunch of mics and stuff and shows there in texas and i went there uh like four months ago that sounds dope and it was just my first time performing anywhere like else which i had been dying to do which is like right and how different the audiences are (laughs) and some similarities but i'm sure the second thing was like you talk about like the the like autism spectrum thing was like I'd traveled before, but I've traveled with my family a whole bunch. Like it was the first time that I traveled all by myself. Oh, so yeah. I was really proud of myself with the stuff that I could do. It's like, oh I, I did everything correctly. Like the baggage and the yep. <laughs> plane and like, you know, that was the thing that I was hey, happy about. Because so- I'm always like to me I'm always like, I can't do anything. Like that's my sort of excuse is like, oh I'm completely inept. It's like, no, I, I did it. I did everything correctly. <laughs> and yeah. uh but yeah, I did like I got on the show there, which was nice, and uh, that was always. But when I was working with Eric, like he was helping me in my jokes, it's like he kind of rubs people the wrong way sometimes with his sort of like not rules, but like his ideology, I guess, with comedy and just like how hardworking he is. So like to me, that was like a thing that was like, you know, it's really like tough on me to get my set down. And to me, I was like. You know, I appreciated it, but at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I just, get, I just, I know what I'm gonna do, man. Like, I know what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna get. There's not a whole lot of like, as much. It's so funny how you see like how people sort of go into it with you. It's like me. I'm not like lazy about it or like anything. It's just like I've mastered what I mastered, so I know what to do. And I'm at that part now where it's like I know what I can do. So when I did that and anyway, so they gave me uh, like 10 minutes. I ended up doing eight minutes. And the only reason I did that was because the crowd was so hot. I was second. There was like a birthday party in the 
crowd, so like they were just the crowd was hot. So it was like, okay. And you know when you're killing, you're just like Yeah. You just you don't want to have that dip in the middle. You know, you can always have that where if you go on too long, your set will end up like kind of funky because you'll miss them for like a second. Like like maybe there's like a three minute gap of like, oh, they're not lashing, and then they laugh again. And I didn't want that. So Sorry about this. No, that's fine. <laughs> Over very okay. No, but yeah, it's it's you kind of have to leave them wanting more. Yeah. In, in a weird way, it, it's not, especially if you're doing well. You want to just keep on going. It's 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 a lot like drinking or doing drugs. It's right. Finding a happy medium. Yeah. Like you, you, if you drink too much, you go yeah. from having a good time to being really sick really quickly. Yeah. You know. And that's the same thing. Like, I think if you're doing too much time on stage, sometimes they could get bored. Yeah. And it's just, you gotta, you always gotta keep that energy up of like what you're going to do. And to me, the coolest thing was when I showed, when I shared that online, I'm, I'm friends with on Facebook and I've interviewed him for my podcast. This guy, uh, this comedian, Keith Reza, uh, he's open for, uh, and he's writ, wrote uh, on his show. Um, he's really close with Norm Macdonald, and uh, yeah, like, yeah. And I felt so bad for him when Norm died because, like, he was. But anyway, he's a like working like comic, and he uh, reposted my uh, set that I posted from my text set on his. Oh yeah. Page. And I was just like, oh, that's so cool to get like a shout out from like an actual like working right? comic, and. This is what I meant. It's the little about. things, man. It's the yeah. little things that mean so much to everybody. And this is like, what I meant. He doesn't even know how much of his of, of your day he helped. He yeah, made, it's like, I mean? oh my god, it's like that's so great to be like. And oh, that's this. why we have to remember to do that for other people when we, right. if as yeah. long as we stick with this, because like I was saying earlier, it's like a lot of people that I know are hilarious, and then they quit for whatever reason, or they want they want to start a family or or whatever. Right. But. And, and I get, and I'm not going to stop them. Right. You know, you do what you want to do, but it's like, oh, wow, you are better than me. You're funnier than me. You gave up. Yeah. So all I have to do is just keep going with this and I'll just keep getting better. And like, again, like, I, if I had one leg, could I run a marathon? Yeah. It's just going to take me a lot harder and a lot longer to train than somebody with two legs. That's right. the difference. Yeah. But to me, that's always been like, that's been the cool thing. Like, to me, I sort of brought this up earlier. I didn't really understand this, but it's like, when we were talking about like versus the light that when that ended, uh, I, I saw a lot of my friends like Danny Braff and a lot of people like they got to start working with like bigger comics. And what was so cool about them and having like a couple bigger names on my podcast, I had uh, this guy Jay Marco Sorenzi on, and he's you know he's getting big on TikTok because he's been doing stand forever, so he's like great at it. And uh, he just got a Comedy Central half hour. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just like I knew that would happen. Like inside, I was like, he's gonna get something soon, like Comedy Central half hour or something. So I gotta get him on. And you know, it's just like when you talk to with any comic, I've realized like any of like the quote unquote like successful comics, they don't view us as open micers or anything like that. They view you as a comic, right? It's always the salty ones that like the the ones that are still open micers. They're like, no, you're not. You're not like me. It's like, yeah, no, we're all in this together. But everyone I've met that's like an actual name or like seen 
them interact with my friends. It's like, oh, they're 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 great because they they understand it. They've been in the grind, you know. Exactly, and it's they kind of see that it's like we're so like I don't want to like, compare it to soldiers, but it's like a soldier knows another soldier the right. same way I think a comic knows like somebody who's actually struggled as a comic and been through that and keeps on grinding because yeah, yeah you kind of they've been where you have been. to be a little broken. Yeah, yeah, especially when you. Like I was saying early, when I said like I bombed that that one time over at, at co-op, it was five minutes of hell on stage. Oh yeah, and it felt so long. Oh yeah, like and then I saw the light and I still did another minute. Yeah, that's how bad. And I, I don't know why I did that, but I'm like so glad I did. Yeah, and to me, it's always like the factors of it is like to me that's always the thing. It's like what is I always think about it as like. Well, I only did well because these people were in the room where this thing didn't happen, so this is fine. <laughs> and it's like, you know. But it's, yeah, exactly. it's always cool, but um, I gotta get, like, this is sort of the catch point two of the conversation. Like, we're doing very really well. I just haven't asked a lot of the questions. I'm doing well. I, I should not. Yeah, I I fucking, be, I'm having a I great be time, too. Myself. I'm so hard on myself. <laughs> of like, you know, yeah, man. Take it easy. We're having fun. Like, so Ask away. I, I've asked you, uh, so <laughs> get into his, is your family... I'm going inside, so it's going to be less noisy. Okay. I know you mentioned your father a little bit. Is your are your parents supportive? Um, okay, so awkward a little bit. Let's get the awkward out. My mom died um, in wow. 2011. No, it's all good. It's a long. It was a long time ago, ah. but I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, and it was it was rough because she was very supportive of me. Right. Um, but also like it made me have to grow up right away. Right. Like when that happened, which was a good thing. Cause like, I was kind of fucking around. I didn't really have, uh, any desire and drive in my life. Um, but that being said, my dad is, is now very supportive. And like, I didn't think he was, but now I know he is. And how do I say this? And I noticed it when he would, he asked me. Or he used to, like, not, like, I don't want to say he wasn't proud of me, but, like, I noticed the pride when he would introduce me now. He's like, oh, this is my son, Yusuf, the comedian. Right. He hasn't even heard me on stage. Right. But I guess he sees how passionate I am with it. Right. And how driven that he believes in me now. Right. Which is weird because, again, he, he only hears me tell the jokes that I just kind of freestyle, just randomly say when you're with people, you know? Right. Like they're not actual my any of my actual material, right? But yeah, they are. They're they're. I would assume my mom's still supportive, right? <laughs> is your dad funny, or yeah. is your, was your mom funny? Yeah, my mom was funny. Oh yeah, she was the funny one for sure. That's where I got it. My dad has an ability to capture people's attention, right? And to tell stories. So right. I think it's definitely a hybrid of both, because like. I said this a couple of day, like a week ago on stage, but I was like, I, I was like, guys, you need to start laughing, or I'm gonna start feeling like Hitler up here because you're all your eyes are all on me, and you're all paying very much attention to my story, but you're not laughing at no, all. No, yeah, totally. yeah. Like now I'm feeling like I'm a dictator, and <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, like which is okay, but I need yeah. to make it funny now. As long as I, now I did the first half, I got their attention. Second half, make it funny. Yeah, like. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, so that's why I usually ask is like, you know, if your family is funny, if they, you know, because that's a big part of it for some people is like, 
I talked to Franco Danger and like talked about his family. It's like, you know, it's so cool just to see like what people have. Like tell me tell me this. Do you have funnier people and like you have people in your family who are funnier that you think should have been a comic, but you are? Uh I don't think so. Uh no, not really. But like my family's funny in different ways. Like my dad can be very funny. Uh, he's um it always makes it sound weird, but he's not, like, it's always weird to tell if he's a people person or not. Cause, like, compared to my mom, he's not. But, like, you know, he's <laughs> cool. But, like, to me, it's like, he just gets along with who he gets along with. But, like, there's, like, you know, if he goes to, like, a 7 Eleven constantly, like, he'll become, like, close, like, friends with the, like, guy at the register or whatever. But, like, he right. doesn't talk to strangers. Like, you're not receptive oh. to that. And like my mom, you know, she'll talk to anyone. <laughs> and you're like, you know, you know, it's like, I'm. How crazy is it that that, that kind of passes down to us too? Yeah. So like to right? me, I'm always like, to me, I'm not a confrontation person. So like to me, when I'm out, when I talk to like a random person, like on the street or whatever, when they talk to me, it always depends on like, you know, how I'm feeling that day. And also like sort of like tone and like where they're from, like, to me, I'm always like, I don't like confrontation. So whenever there's like a homeless person or whatever, and I don't know how it's going to be, if they're going to be confrontational or nice or mean, and it's like, I don't know. I always, this is bad, but I just give them a lot of money. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with that. I'm like, I'll give you 20 bucks. That's just not bad. Stab me. Don't talk to me. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little, I would say like some people can maybe say that's weird, but look, you're doing a really good thing though at the end of the day. But it's like, <laughs> you're still like, helping them. It's like closing a link on a computer. It's like, I'll just give you this. Just, <laughs> yeah. Don't stab me. Don't talk to me. Don't. You know. <laughs> Accept your terms and conditions. All right, whatever. Just let me, let me just get by, please. Yeah. Cause it's like, you don't know. And like, to me, I'm like, like am I being friendly to people? And it's like, you know, that's the thing. It's like Dude, that's the funny thing with COVID. We overthink as comics. Yeah, you know. That's what the I mean? thing that was funny with COVID was like people are not used to it, and to me, my life didn't change at all. I actually felt like everyone was living <laughs> my life. I was yes. like, I was like, oh, you don't stay home and watch porn all day and listen to podcasts and. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so, wait a minute! Like, I have an excuse now to not do things that everybody will understand. Oh, perfect! It's like I go out once a week to do like this is regular life like i go out once a week to get coffee and then i go out like three nights to do stand-up i don't go out in the world <laughs> like yeah i'm like a very like homebody type of person so it's like you know i i totally get it too because like especially as a comedian i like to be able to be in charge of when funny or when i'm oh yeah uh, you know what i mean like i don't want to be dictated on somebody else's terms oh yeah. so for example like i don't like that oh tell me a joke yeah right now be- and you want me to tell my jokes now you're right. telling me when to be on where i i rather be like okay i signed up for number 10 on the list and we're at number right. four yeah. i know when i'm gonna be on so i can get yeah. myself ready of course like like carl uh, when like I would after I had to I had my shift change and I couldn't really help co-host because yeah. I would be there pretty much the end of the, sh- of the mic. It's not really a co-hosting at that point. Uh-huh. And uh, so when I would come into the room, he'd be like, "And introducing former guest host Yusef <laughs> Gaw," and I'm like, "I just walked in. There's a person you're supposed to be bringing up on stage. Like you're not now. The person you're bringing up is gonna be mad at me, right? Because I'm taking the attention. Nobody right. really cares." that I'm coming into the room except for you. Right. Like, and now you're making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, don't good. do that. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the weird thing I think about a lot of comics is we're not always on. No. We might try to be, but we can't. We can't always be on. No, I mean, you just have that part of, like, you're like, oh, I don't feel funny tonight. And to me, it's like, I know a lot of, I, I have friends, like, there's people that don't do stand-up when they're not feeling funny. To me, it's like we talked about earlier. It's like, I have to get on stage. Like, this is right. what I do. So when I'm, when I have That's the thing, night, though. Like, you're still planning it. it. And, you know. You, but, but you're still in charge, if that makes yeah. sense, in that case. Like, it's still, like, if you're not feeling up to it, I still, like you said, I agree with you 1 million percent. I will have to get on stage. That's going to make me feel better. Or it's going to be like a workout. At least afterwards, I'll be like, at least I did it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you're right, dude. At least even then, though, you're in charge of still being funny, even if oh, you're having yeah. a shitty day. You still get to choose. Am I going to this? Bro, how many times? I don't know about you. I've driven to Mike's and then talked myself out of it and drove home after I drove all the way there. Right. I've never, I've never had that early on. I believe not late, but like before getting on, but I've had that where like I get on tons of times, like, especially at this Monday, Mike that I go to is like, you know, uh, it's funny. Uh, I had, um, at the end of, uh, around my birthday, around the end of, uh, December um, of 2019, I had uh, my roast. I had a roast of myself at the Brighton Bar. And the reason I did that was partly because uh, this other comic, Carl, not our Carl that you know. Uh, Carl um, Cal- Callan? Callan, yeah. Callahan? Uh, Cal- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like well, that anyway, guy. He's really nice. His character. Yo, I saw your roast with him. That was so sad and hilarious, by the way. I want to shout out you both because, like, you were actually just trying to roast him, and he was being who I didn't know him at the time. Now it's just him. No. Like, and that's that his style. Yeah. And it was very hilarious Oh, to yeah, watch. it was great. And it was so good. Sorry to interrupt Yeah, you. but anyway, they had the roast of him and his character, because he plays character. So, like, they had, they roasted that character. And then part of me was the Richard thing of, like, oh, I want that. I want one. And then the other reason I did it was when I would go to the Brighton, uh, what would just happen is like I wouldn't mingle as much as I should have and a big thing that always happens there which sort of became a thing was like people would not in a mean way but you know if they didn't have anything or like their set wasn't going well people would talk about me on stage or like yeah. trying to bring my name up to make a joke and like that really pissed off the bartender ended up because like be like well like, people be like, what's he talking about? Like, the kid just laughs. Like, they're not talking. He's not here to see their jokes about him. And yeah, I felt really bad. It, it, they, they feel like you, they're picking on you. The bartender probably thought they were like, picking on you. I wasn't, it wasn't like a picking on thing. It's like, oh, you're coasting off his name to be like, uh-huh. you know, to be like, oh, you're, you know. And to me, it's like, I'm not even there to see it. So to me, I was like, you know. Oh, and, and you weren't even. Okay, I see. So I thought and you to were me, there. Like, people always, like, sort of made fun of me in, like, a nice way and, like, kind of a way. But, like, to me, it was like, if I'm not there, so I felt really bad about not being, like, a good hang. So I was like, well, I, the way that I'm going to fix this is I'm going to have this roast, and I'm going to have everyone who did all the roasting stuff to be able to perform it, to be able to do it, and I'll be there. And then I made a conscious effort to, you know, start hanging out. Because, like you mentioned, like, I don't do – there are uh, there are the four food groups of uh, – or, like, four or three food groups of a comic – it's alcohol, it's c- cigarettes, and it's weed, or like, and any other type of drug like cocaine. And it's yeah. like I don't do any of that stuff. Like, my family has some alcohol stuff, and like to me, it's like 
So there's that, and I also oh, so it's me, different for you it's to like, hang out. To me, like I like, get it. Yeah, and to me, I don't get affected by it. And the other thing to me is like I don't like like alcohol in general. Like to me, it's like I'm very childish. Like you know, it's like no, that's my, good for you. Bro. My thing it's is better like, not to have. What a I mean by childish is like you know, everyone will be drinking like a regular beer. I'll be like you know, I'll be drinking like. Uh, like a daiquiri, like that's what I like. I like something like, like yeah. Like, you know, no, no, I get it. Like you can't be hanging out with everyone, and they have like, you know, you can now. Like, now they have like white like, claws. It'd be very weird. Like they that. have like white claws, and they'll be like, you know, it's like, oh, I have this daiquiri, <laughs> this yeah. candy straw. It's no, like I get you know? exactly what you mean. Like, and to me, it's like but, I don't do, I don't participate in a lot of that stuff. So like, to me, it was just I had to be a better hang. That was a better part of it. It's like you know, you stay your friends you see a couple people and then i leave and leave way too early and that's like well i should just stay till the end of the night go in the back hang with people and if you, you know, can i always suggest to hang, yeah i had to make a conscious effort to be like to be social with it and i think that's an important thing like one of the things i always tell this is my advice i always give to like newer comics whenever they ask me stuff besides all the regular like oh right as much as you can and go and say as much as you can the thing I would say is erase the words uh, network and networking from your vocabulary and just find cool people to do dope shit with. <laughs> that's basically yes. what it is. Just find your friends. Like, that's what happens in stand-up. It's like, and it's the same thing with the audience, too. Dude, like, if I can if be... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. If you're a shy person, like, if you a stay friend, you're a shy person, your jokes are going to resonate with people who are shy in the audience, and those will become your right. fans. And it's the same thing with the comedians you're friends with. It's like you find your circle. And, of course, you don't want to be, like, uh, like clicky or anything. But it just happens that you find your group of people. But that's what you kind of have to do. Yeah, and you're like, like vibe you with your have drive. to find that, like, to survive in this, you have to sort of find, like, okay, this is my group. And you have that You have that with your, you know, the people in your group chat. It's like those are your people that you sort of surround yourself with. And it's always cool to have that, to be like, yeah, these are, like, this is like your little like group that you have. That's like, this is us. And it's like, exactly. It's like, you know, we can write together. We can, you know, we can hang out. We can, you know, well, that's exactly like what you're saying is so lately it's been difficult when you don't see the people that you always, that you really vibe with at the mics. So right. it's hard to like, and I get what you're saying. If there's, if there's no alcohol involved or right. me smoking weed and like, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I used to, now I vape. But like yeah. I could go out and vape with them. Like if you're not doing those things, it's re- and and you don't like the people that like you don't fuck with them like as much. It's so not hard to hang. Yeah, and it really is. It becomes now it, it feels like a it's like a double mic. Like it's yeah. already half hard when you have to listen to all these people you don't know or like maybe. Yeah, like do their sets and then to hang out with them afterwards. Like no, no, yeah, I'm going and then home. be like okay, and then you sort of have to be like okay, this is what it isn't to me i'm already have like all the social anxiety stuff like to me that's a big part of it is like you know i always feel like i just thought of this recently is like oh why is this so different for me and the different thing is like a normal person like quote unquote a normal person they drink and they do something like that to drink to calm their nerves i don't do that so it's like i don't have that like thing of like that life preserver of like drinking or anything it's like oh, well, I don't do that. It's like, you know, I just <laughs> yep. have to deal with it. And to me, that's the part of it. It's just being like, you know, and I think most of it is, you know, you have that every once in a while. You have people you don't get along with. 
But to me, I always realized, like, once I'm in there, like, once I'm socializing with comics, we all have something we can talk about in common. Yes. And we always, and it's always just, like, it's kind of cool that we all, that so many people know each other of so many different things. Like, that's the cool thing to me. When I see someone, like, I, I, if I meet someone that I was friends with on Facebook for a long time, but didn't know in real life, and I meet them, and then it's like, oh, you know, this person, and that person, and that person. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you, it's just like a casual thing. Like, like you bring up Carl uh, that you used to co-host with. I had him on the podcast. He's, I love Carl. He is. Yeah. He's a nice guy. It's like you bring up those people and it's like, oh, it brings up that memory. of like, oh, I love that dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 dude. that's why when you start ringing up people, I was like, oh, I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're, like, you're Carl. Carl Cowan. And like, fucking, yeah. like, oh, bro. Like, that's. We're all like, all right. I saw Tyler. Langol- is, is his name T- Langolis Lang- Langua? You know what I'm talking about, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I first saw him when I would do the George Street, and then I saw him again recently. Now that like with COVID, he started coming up north more, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I felt like, oh, does he know me? But he's like, oh, he's just. And then um, what's his name? Uh, Brian St. John is like, no, he just he's just like that. Like, no. I'm like, oh, I don't think he likes me. I'm like, oh no, he he. No, he just, he's like that. Uh, he's just like that. And I'm like, no. oh. But see, some people would just take that personally. Like, oh, no, why I, does he hate me? That happened to me with him. And it's like, sometimes you just have to ask. Like, <laughs> to me, that was the thing. Like, he's had a very tough life. And, like, to me, he's just very guarded. So, like, right. you know, it's very funny. Like, like I saw him, uh, like, hug Waldo once. And I was like, he can hug people? Like, he's not that. <laughs> <laughs> like, i never seen that. Like, before. I've never seen that side of him. It was like seeing a, like, like a dog do a backflip. It was like, oh my god! Like, what? <laughs> it was like, you but, know that trick? Yeah. It's like, oh, he <laughs> he can be loving. It's like, oh, that's... but like to me, it's like the thing that's also like smart with him is like, how can he be like that? But somehow he knows the right people to be nice to enough right. to get looked. So it's like, how do you do that? Like that's the thing that made it's like, well, you know, God, so it's like, it's like, it's like I okay. think he's one of the the, the true testament because he doesn't book a show as far no. as I, and he's I know. Funny. And he's like, funny, and he's booked off of his funny, not off of anything sucks. else. That's the thing that sucks with, is, like, I have a lot of comedian friends who are, like, if they don't like a person, they don't like their comedy. Yeah. And to me, I'm, like, the opposite. I'm, like, I'll still, I'll be objective. I don't get along with, I fucking hate, I'll sage, you don't get along with, and they're mean or whatever, but I'll still support them if they're funny as a comic. You know what's crazy I you say that? I can that. Yeah, it's funny you say thing, that. Because I, I literally do that, too. Like, if I'm mad at somebody on stage, but they make me laugh, I'm like, all right, I'm not so mad at them anymore. They're right. kind of funny. Like, <laughs> to me, what's, fun, what's bad is I'll get along with someone off stage, and then they'll be terrible, and then I won't get along with them that well. Oh, because like, they're not funny. Because they're not funny. And then I'll be like, <laughs> this dreadful. And then you say stuff because you're comfortable enough to think you're friends with someone. So, like, yeah. when you should be in private. Like, I should be in private with a person, but I'll just say out loud, like, you're not funny? <laughs> yeah. And, then, and like, yeah, oh, yeah. we're friends. I can say this to him. It's like, no. <laughs> telling, telling any comic they're unfunny yeah, is, it's like, the worst. It's, yeah. like, it's like calling a woman ugly. Yeah. Or telling, like, a mad, per, a mad man, like, a man who's mad to calm down. Right. Like, you're not yeah, you going, you're not going to have a good reaction. No. But it's not. Uh, but to me, it's always that's the thing. It's like how you, and it's important how you get along with people. Like that's a main thing. Is like you gotta be 
you know, even if you don't take it seriously, I think even if you're, you know, this is the one thing that I have to also get used, had to get used to was people do it for different reasons too. Like not everyone has the same dream as you. Like that's one thing I had to learn was, you know, not everyone exactly. wants to be, you know, a live like touring comic like me. People don't, Bro. a lot of people, I'm sorry. like sorry, some sorry. people want to be writers. Some people want to write for SNL or be on SNL or, you know, be an actor or whatever. And you sort of have to realize that like, Oh, People have different goals than me. You know, I gotta, I gotta plug this book for you to read too. Yeah, it's by Tim Grover. It's called Relentless: From Good to Great to Unstoppable. Oh, it's it's a good book because it says a lot about what you're saying right there. And and the reason I mention that is because you're right. We don't all have the same goals. And you and I were a little bit, maybe a lot more driven than some of these comics. Right. And so they'll try to shit on our dreams. Right. And tell us we can't make it there right. because they don't have a goal of making it there. So they don't want anybody else to almost right. like subconsciously. They're not doing it on purpose. No, it's like, it's like, no, that's but it's like, why are you trying to dream so big, bro? Just be happy with the small dream that I have. Like to me, <laughs> I always think of so with that, like also you have to be realistic. That's the one thing that I, also, I, I always have to right. remind myself too. It's like, I don't have big dreams. Like, like my dream essentially is to be like, just to be able to do this without like, just to be able to do this as like regular living. Like that's just it. Like that's just what I want. Like I don't need to be like a mayor, like super like famous person at all. Exactly. If I can just like have a place in this world to be like, you know, I just want to be respected by other comics enough, and respected by other comics in general, just to be like, okay, I can do it. Like whenever and you know. Be like, he'll right. do it. I don't need to be this mega star, like, kind of like, like Doug Stanhope. Like, yeah, like a Doug Stanhope. Like, like he does it. I love the thing I love about Stanhope is I hear is he doesn't like to, like he won't pop in and just do your show. He'd right. rather do a show in front of his audience because he goes, I know what my jokes are, I know what my audience likes. I only want to do shows in front of my audience, and he does. He lives in wherever the fuck he lives in. Like I know it's Bibbsby, but like in the middle of nowhere, Arizona. Right. Uh. And he's pretty much like the mayor of the town if he wanted to be, but he doesn't. Right. And he's able to just live life doing what he loves. That is the ultimate dream. That's the ultimate thing. I don't need the Joe Rogan money where I can buy right. a house in Texas and in California and right. have mad studio. I don't need all that. That'd right. be great. I'd, I'm going to get there eventually. Right. But like, I don't need that. I, don't I'm need also that. Yeah. not satisfied, though, only with getting by in comedy, but that is the the first goal, I would say. Because I think for you, like, that's not your goal, too. It's just to get by in comedy. You probably right. also, like me, want to be one of the best. Oh, right. Well, to me, it's like, I. it's not, to me, it's like, I just want, you know what, a way to put it is, like, I wouldn't necessarily want to be one of the best. Of course, I. that's a weird way to say it. Is I want to be recognized by the best as, like, Oh, that guy's good. Like, right. Like, oh, like, get that sort of like rec. It's just recognition. It's like, it's like, oh, oh that guy's good. Like, that guy can do this. It's like, so hear me out for a second. Let's say, like, I love Bill Burr and I love um, uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. So I would say, like, I really look up to them, and I think I see what you're saying. If they not only said you're a good comic, but how great would it be, like, if they were naming some of their favorite comics and your name was on that list. Right, exactly. It's like that. It's like, 
you know, I wouldn't need to be like, I, it's, like you want those people who you look up to, to, yes. to, to think like that, what you're doing is good. And that was cool when I had Keith, uh, like who I'm a fan of, like that we're sort of friends now, but like to him, like I mentioned, like, give me that shout out. It's like, okay. It's like, it's like a, it's a recognition thing. It's like, okay, I've been doing this. Cause you get, you get lost in it. You're like, am I doing this? Am I even funny? Am I doing this? Yes. What am I, is this a waste of time? Am I doing this fine? Like to me, it's like, you know, to get that recognition from someone, it's a little pop. It's like, Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Like something is working. So, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I talked about this on my own podcast, but I, probably talked about it with other comics that I told you earlier when I bombed for like that five minutes at George street and I drove an hour back home. Yeah. Uh, I didn't listen to music. I didn't listen to my set. I just sat in silence that whole oh, 15 minutes and thought. And I remember one of the thoughts was God, if, if I'm meant to do this, give me a sign. And if I'm not meant to do this, please give me a sign. Right. Because I can't keep going through what that was all right. the time. No. If there's no outcome, if there's no like light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, you know yeah. what I mean? And then God bless me, the universe, listen, whatever you want to believe. Like the next day I did a mic and I got laughs. Right. And then I did a mic the day after and I bombed again, but I got my sign. It was, look, it's not all going to be sunshine and roses, but it will be sunshine. Right. You can kind of, and at least and maybe that was just subconsciously, maybe it was me being like, okay, the next set, I have to give it my all, and maybe I wasn't giving it my all before. And if I don't, I still can't prove that I'm funny, then I should quit. And I think that was also, like, whether you want to believe in God or not, right? Like, I think uh, and it answers. The, well, one thing I've heard a lot from a lot of successful, like, comics is just, like, you, it wouldn't be, if it was easy, everyone would do it. This is yes. thing that I always say to people. When people ask me, like, how do you do it? Or like, I see, like, that's the one thing I would say is like, <laughs> if it was easy, everyone would do it. And, yeah. You know, it's so funny when you, when somebody thinks they can at like a bar and like, yeah. they start heckling you, like get up here and like, and then they try and they can't do it. <laughs> or they don't do it and they get mad at you for asking. And it's like, yeah. it's like, what is like used to that you, uh, and they're like, don't put me on the spot. Like, I didn't like, mean to interrupt you. About but that. no, it's the same thing. It's like, to me, if it's easy. And also oh, a lot of what I heard is like, you know, which is a great point is, it's what it's the hard stuff that makes it that way of like what you do. Like that's the that's the part of it. Like if it wasn't hard, like would you it wouldn't be worth want to it? do it either. Because you'd be like, Oh, this right. is boring. There's nothing to learn from it. One of my favorite quotes is from uh um oh what I just forgot his name. Uh um Louis Anderson. Uh I love him. He has he used to teach people like he used to teach comedy a little bit. Yes. And one of my favorite quotes from him is, "You never learn anything from a good set. You never learn anything from yeah. when you do well because you, you always good. learn from a set when you bomb. When you bomb, it's like that's when you learn. Like what's to do next time? Let's I'm gonna I'm gonna send you after this. Met, I'm gonna hopefully re- uh, find the link and all. This. So you mentioned it, and I'm so glad because it goes back to when we were talking about comedy classes. Yeah. I wanted to mention something. That's why I kind of brought it up to yeah, you sure. like, to see where you were going. I watched a comedy class that was like Louis Anderson asked Ralphie May to teach some new. Yeah, I saw comics. that. I saw that video. Okay. I was going to send that to you. 
Yeah, and it was, yeah. I saw it was kind of great because he, here's my thought about comedy classes. It's good if you never did anything for you to kind of understand how comedy works if you're brand new, right? Right. Um, if you're already seasoned, could it help you? Yes. But for the most part, it's a scam because most of the people there are just there to take your money. And right. what are they going to give? They're going to say, oh, you could do a spot at this comedy club in front of all your people. So now you're doing a bringer show. And you don't even right. realize it. And to me, it's like, you know, it's like I'll hang out with comics and I'll write. Like I'll do a writing session and stuff. Right. And, to and me, that's like, different. I can do but that. It's just, but yeah. Also, to me, it's like with that, it's like it's also you have those people. You have those comics who make their career off of that. And it's like. You know, it's like they're not in any type of place to like, it sounds mean, but they're not really in any type right. of place to teach. It's like, that's why, like, when I saw Ralphie May, yeah, it's like, Ralphie May, I'm like, he's like, successful. Yeah, he's he successful. should he be telling you. us. And I love, I love that entire thing where he just, he, he just gave great advice and everything. And I, and I it wasn't Ralphie. even like, you know, most times you hear people say, like, don't give people advice and they're going to be like you. None of his advice would would make you anything other than just a good comic and just smart. No, I love like he's like, don't have sex with other comics. It's going to make things weird. Don't have sex with the wait staff. That's going right. to make things weird. Don't right. fuck around. Like, do you make sure you ha- you keep working on your material so you have solid material right. that you practice in different places. It like, was so cool to hear him say like that. Like, he's like. Okay, I watch, I think it was Law and Order. He's like, I watch Law and Order once a week. And that is, if you add that up, all those hours of watching Law and Order and not doing comedy, yeah, it's like, that's the hours that are away from me doing well, my 52, craft. 52 hours a year, right? It's so an it's hour-long like, show. It's like, it's like, you know, that takes away from it. So it was kind of cool to hear him talk about it. And it's, yeah. like, it's like interesting. Like, to me, I think also a lot of people just, I know a couple of people who do this just as like, you know, just for fun as a hobby. And that's always, that's the thing that you had that I had to learn, like going about talking about people not having the same goals. Like there's people like that too, that are just like, you know what, dude, I'm 40. I'm never going to be, you know, famous. You know what? It's like, they're like, you know, those people, they exist. And to me, I always have to remind myself to be, not be snobby towards them and not be like, you know, because everyone but just don't has let them weigh you down. Thing that they're gonna do, yeah. but that's the thing. Like, like I, I kind of, I, I want to say like we're boats, and the rising tide lifts all the boats. But right. Not everybody's course. in a boat. Some people are just they're swimming along on a piece of driftwood. Right. Exactly. And sometimes you know I say this analogy to some comics. Like I feel like I got on a little rowboat, and I have two oars, and I keep on trying to yo come on the boat. Let's paddle together. Let's do this. But every time, sometimes some paddle to pull them onto your boat and they're trying to steal your paddle to use as a flotation device right it's like yo don't bring me down i'm trying to bring you up of course but you're right like some people are not in it as hard as others and that's there's nothing wrong with that no it's just like that's just you have to recognize that and kind of keep your distance but be nice yeah and be nice and be like you know what that's what you're doing that's fine yeah because it's Uh, not like they're not going to help you in any way but they're not going to really hurt you either so it's right into them Right. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, uh, like I had a beef recently. I don't know if I, I could talk about it. No, you can talk about it. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, I'm done telling myself kind of, <laughs> can I talk about this? Yusuf? Yeah, we fixed it. Yeah. But like, I had a little bit of a beef with uh, Jeannie Noel and Carl. And oh. the reason I'm only even bringing it up is because it was misdirected because we talked it out on all the parties. Mm-hmm. But I was on stage 
long story short, I'm on stage. I'm telling my jokes. They're not working. Right. And then I heckle Carl, and Carl decides to get up and get in my face, and Jeannie can't stop us arguing, so she lights me. Uh, now, I got mad that I got lit early. Right. So I leave. <laughs> and I, the reason I'm even bringing it up right now is because it was a whole big misunderstanding because I'm taking comedy so seriously, and I felt they were not. Right. And I let that almost call somebody with two people who really, like I said, can they help me? Possibly. But most likely they have, there's nothing that they, they're like non-playable characters. They're NPCs in, right. in this video game that we're playing. Right. You know? Yeah. They're there for this scene in my life. And then in three years, are they still going to be around? Who knows? Right. Like, uh, I was going to bring up someone. He wouldn't mind that I bring this up because he's totally honest about it. Like, do you know Oliver? Oliver who? Hakusima? No, I don't think so. He used to come to the uh, the co-op a lot. Well, he's like those guys. Like he doesn't consider himself a comic, and he's he doesn't like, but he does it every once in a while. This is just for fun, and he's you know he's funny. I think he's funny, but a lot of people don't like his personality because he's not a comic. Like his thing is like I just do this for fun, and it's like you know. And I think some of the other people maybe take that part. Like why are you wasting our time? Kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like. You know, but I like, get it. Like sometimes they're having fun. It's like they're having fun. Like it's cool for them just to be like a hobby thing, like that they do, and it's fine. So, you know, I like to get high a lot before I go to open mics. Um, yeah. Like because then I'm a little bit like you know like the stereotype when you get high right. you get all giggly. Right. I want to be like that because I want to actually listen to people's jokes. Right. When I'm at an open mic, I want you guys to make me laugh. So I'm feeling good, and I can keep spreading that energy. Right. And a lot of the times, especially at our level, when especially when it's only comics, people start to either, like, I'll tell you, personally, for, I would be so in my head that if I knew I was number seven on the list, I didn't hear anything comic one through six. Uh, All I'm thinking of is what am I during my set. Right. And then I'm just sitting there nervously, sitting there. Like pretending to look like I'm listening, but I'm not. I'm in my right. own thoughts. And then I finally get up on stage, and then I tell my jokes, and then I or I try to, and then I get off. And now I was able to listen, at least early on in college. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's and yeah. and I think that there's still a lot of that that goes on that people haven't stopped doing. Now I rather go there. I know I could be funny. I know more or less what I want to say. If I don't say it all, don't worry yourself. You have plenty of opportunity. Right. What I tell myself, right. My goal is to be present in the moment and enjoy it. Because like you were saying about the hang, that's half the hang is being part of the comedy. Because then afterwards you can tell them, hey, I like this joke. I like that joke. How did you come up with that? What fucking made that? You know, anything. (laughs) Telling people you like their joke, especially when you genuinely like their joke, is maybe one of the nicest things you can do. And it doesn't cost you anything. That's the one thing that I do. And like, maybe it doesn't matter. But like, to me, like, I never... I always make a conscious effort, like, to make it genuine. Like, if I like yeah. someone's set, I'm going to say good set. Like, you know, right. a lot of people say good set as, like, a casual thing, like, just to be, like, nice. Bring like, up the joke, though. Stuff. If you think of a joke that you like, bring it up to them. Because I'll, I'll tell be like, you, yeah. when anybody ever, that's a difference between somebody yeah. saying good set and saying, oh, I loved your joke about X, Y, Z. Right. That means because that they really like, did oh, like someone's it. Listening. <laughs> someone's yeah. listening. Yeah. Like, yes, because yeah, well, good set could just literally be the polite thing to say, right? Right, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So that's, that's that what I, I, 
like when anybody ever tells me, oh, I like your joke about X, Y, Z, that always means a lot more to me than good set. Right. And, and that's why, like, I try to consciously do that if somebody did make me laugh, like, or made me really, really, enjoy, if I really enjoyed a joke, to let them know. It's like, a, like they say, give the people their flowers while they're alive. Don't wait until they're dead. Right. And bring it to their funeral. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Because, um, like, I don't know how many times you've heard, like, sometimes you, you might even gotten on stage, you're like, I don't even feel like I did that well. And somebody's like, oh, I love that joke. Now you made your, they made your day. Right. You're like, oh. Okay, and you might have made their day with that joke. Right. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I'm talking but, a lot. I know we've been going no, on. I don't, know, I don't know how long you normally go. No, but if, it's great. <laughs> I can still is, talk. I just want to make perfectly, sure. This is perfectly, this is good. This is really, really good. I really like, this is going to be a good episode because, uh, like yeah, it, you're man. just doing, you're like the, like, heads up to everyone listening if you're a comic and you want to be on this. <laughs> you have to be like, <laughs> that's basically. Ramble. That's basically ramble a, a lot. If you've got to ramble a lot, you got to talk. <laughs> I don't care if you drink coffee or like if you, you know, need something like that's whatever. what i did i had to go for a walk to get my I brain just ask, you know because to me it's i i always uh i have no way to explain it to people like until i do it is like you know it's a conversation it's an interview but i never want people to feel like oh i'm just gonna interview them the entire time it's gonna be boring it's like yeah no we're comics we 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 get into tangents about stuff yes but i love i love when i have a comic on and we'll just start talking about our jokes. And then it's like, it ends up being like a little session where it's like, oh, normal people who don't really listen to comedy or are just like listening because they're like family or whatever, they kind of get to see into the inside. That's also the cool thing about this podcast and other comedy podcasts is people get to see the inside of like how we interact with each other and how right. we talk. They it's don't like, know, yeah. It's like the same thing as like, I imagine if you listen to like, if, like I'm a huge wrestling fan, and whenever I listen to like wrestling podcasts where two wrestlers talk to each other, it's like kind of cool to be like that third person to be like listening to the inside. And I can imagine if someone's like a fan of comedy and they don't do it themselves, but they listen to us, it's like cool. they can sort of see that camaraderie of like, oh, these people are like I mean, species of people. <laughs> like I realize that though. You're right. Like all of my quote unquote fans of my podcast are actually just my friends who like me. Right. You and know then, what I mean? And they, they just keep on listening. And the cool thing is, like, they get to see, like, you know, and they can right. look up the people that you talk to and be like, you know, and now yes. they know. But you're also right. Like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's like, obviously, they're not only a fan of me and learning more about me, but now they're learning more about what we do. Right. And like, oh, is Yusuf really a weirdo? Oh, no, they're all like that. We're right. all kind of we a little bit weirdo. Because you kind of have to be, like I right. say, it. it's like, like, you can't be completely normal. And if you're completely normal and you do comedy, you don't really have a desire to do it. Like, you're happy just being the, the best accountant, I feel like, some That's of those people. That I loved. I don't know if you ever watched it, but, like, one of the biggest things that I loved was uh, Pete Holmes' show crashing on HBO. I love that because it showed a lot of the inside baseball before what we go through that people could understand it now. Like... That's kind of the hard Let thing. Let me write like, that down, actually, because I got HBO Max yeah. now. I got to watch Crash. If you don't perform, like, and it's also the same thing. Like, if there's a TV show about, like, you know, like any type of thing, like any type of thing that people do, you realize, like, the inside out of what people do. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, you know, we talk about not knowing what open mics were when we started. Like, and that's kind of a good thing for people to know. Like, it's a good thing for, like, 
maybe oh, yeah. people who don't really get it to like be like, you know what? If they watch this show, they'll figure out all the terms and stuff. They'll figure out like, yeah, what we. And have if they don't here. know, they can find out. Yeah, but that's the, the thing. You know, it's stuff. funny you say that, like, because I'll tell you this: if anybody's listening, they never did comedy, and you ask, go to any open mic. Go to any. You have to find one. You got to look on Facebook. That's a great way to find it. Yeah. But then once you go to one, find any comic who's who, who seems like they're good at doing comedy because they'll be less uh, bitter. And yeah. ask them where are other open mics or where can right. I find it. Usually they'll tell you there's a Facebook group or something. Right. It's like a whole world opens. But up. You'll save yourself like the first couple months, like the first six months of me was trying to find mics on Bad's Lava, which right. is not always updated very often. Right now, <laughs> you know what I mean. And not all the mics are on it, so it's like eventually I'm like everybody keeps talking about how they're doing so many open mics. According to Bad's Lava, there's only two in a month. Right. Where are they finding all of these mics? Yeah. And like, like, oh, they're just different places. So, yeah, you have to find yeah. that. And it's interesting how people learn, like, stuff. Like, that was the big thing with my mom. She's very supportive. But, like, she had to learn a couple of things. Like, to me, what was so funny is, like, because when a lot of people go to, like, you know, you said you have people bring, you bring people to an open mic, which is kind of, like, brave to me. Because I like open mics a lot. Like, I think... Like, they can be pretty good, but I can understand how they can be bad. Like, you know, yeah. and that can be sort of like a drudge thing of like, you know, because they don't know it's an open mic people, that regular people. They just view everything as a show. Right. So like, my mom kind of got like frustrated one night. She's like, why are people doing the same material? And then I had to explain to her, no, they're practicing for right. bigger shows. And then she got it. She was like, oh, okay. I get that <laughs> but like, you know, we drive like 40 minutes to go to george street and all these people are doing the same jokes as last week and my mom's like yeah you know like, what am i what this is like, this is a repeat <laughs> yeah like, like no they're practicing for bigger shows and dude that yeah, was I the guess... other thing early on in comedy i thought every time i got on stage i had to have new like i couldn't oh, tell the same yeah. things over and over again like at least for like the first year i never told the same jokes twice right like, like and then I also was like, oh, I have a half an hour already. I'm ready for a Netflix special. Right, like, I'll be ready for a Netflix special. And I'm like, I'm only been doing comedy two months. You so shut right. the hell up. <laughs> My thing was that I always had was, I always liked the, like, I'm not a good deadline person. I'm terrible at deadlines. But like, to me, what I liked about doing bringer shows, the one positive thing was it always gave me like an endpoint to be like, okay, I have this, I have this show or any type of show like there's a show show, or any type of regular show now it's the same thing it's like that's what you use your stuff for it's like if i if i build up my material enough that's when i can use it for like that was the one good thing about doing rare shows was like okay i can work on this material for six weeks and then see if it works in front of a crowd and that's always a cool thing to be like oh this is you know and that's the cool thing. It's like a lot of people don't know. They'll realize like, oh, this is a person's like older material. I have a lot of, I have a couple of friends who are like, a lot of people won't think they're good because all they're doing at open mics is new, new stuff that doesn't work. And I'm like, no, right. that person's a really good comic. You have to go see them at a show. So you know what's tell. funny? You say that because a lot of people think I'm a bad comic. Because they don't see me often. Right. And then they think I'm doing always new material and never working on the same old material. 
And it's like, but no, it's I'm like, doing that uh, old material at shows. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like I have, like, I, I already know that those jokes are good. And you guys have all heard it. You want to keep hearing it? Like, right. what, what do you want from me? Like, I say, exactly. I save that for, if you go to my shows as a comic, you're probably not going to have as much fun because you've probably heard every one of the jokes I'm going to tell on the show. Right. You know, unless I add some quick ad lib shit. I love to do that. And to me, it's like, it always depends on the room. Like, to me, it's like, if there's a new person in the audience, whether it's a comic or it's a new... Um, or <laughs> I love where you're going with this. It's like, that's when I do my shit. That's when I do, like, my stuff. Is like, if it's all comics, like, you know, I just did uh, this open mic that we have uh, on Fridays at uh, in um, Eatontown at the Eatontown Library. It's always comics that come. Yeah. And, uh, like, what's cool is we get, like, random comments that we've never seen before from different places. And we'll be like, oh, this so those like could be your audience. And then yeah. it's like, oh, they haven't seen me. So they get to see my jokes. Like, I don't have to do, like, new stuff. <laughs> now I can do my old stuff in front of these people. And be right. like, uh, on Friday, it was so cool. Uh, at, at that mic. Uh, well, you know what else? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. At that mic, I saw a guy that started doing comedy again. I knew him when he was 17, and now he's like 25 or whatever. And he just got out of college. And it's like, oh, now he gets to hear my jokes now, like three years yeah. later, four years later. Yeah, and see how much progress he's made. Yeah, exactly. progress. And I get to see how he made it. And like his voice is deep now, and he's like a man now, <laughs> not a high school yeah. kid anymore. And it's like. <laughs> Dude, but, yeah. you know, it's crazy, man. Like how how much time flies. Hold on, you what were you saying right before that though? Because it was a uh, point oh, I wanted to make. What? Uh, right before you were just talking about the Eaton Library. Oh, open. Okay, yeah. So here's what I like to do. When I'm at an open mic, I find any person in the room that is non as a non comic. Sometimes it's the bartender. Right. And that is now my audience. If yeah, there's a room full of 20 fun. people and there are 19 comics and one bartender, yeah, I'm going to pretend like that one bartender is all 19 people. Right. I'm going to give him the main energy, then it's going to flow to the room. Right. And sometimes that's been how I've had the best sets at mostly comic. Mostly. You still need audience, though. Yeah. Somebody. And I just direct all my jokes towards them, and then everybody who doesn't want to pay attention, they've heard these jokes... But right. what I do is I like to, because they've never heard me, I'll do the couple jokes that I know work to get them on my side. Right. Then I'll try out some of the new stuff. And if it doesn't work, I'll make some joke about it or make some joke about the room right. or something to bring them back to my side. And then I'll go back to maybe my other shit that I know and then try out new shit again. And nine out of ten times, I make them have such a good time that it reverberates through the room. And now comics are having a good time. And also the thing because is like – you're focusing on the right place. Go ahead. Sorry. It brings people back to like, of course that person's going to come back. This is their job. But the cool thing is when you see someone like in mostly comic, what the cool thing is in a mostly comic, like centered mic, when you have audience members that become regulars because they like us is like the right. coolest thing. It's exactly. like, Oh, you're bringing people back. It's like, <laughs> it's like that person just watches us all the time. And they like us <laughs> because it's like chip. I want to say his name is Chip Chippany. Yeah. Uh, or at least that's his Facebook name. And he's yeah. always at the open mics. Yeah. And and he doesn't – I asked him, like, oh, do you want to try this? He's like, no. I just like I like what you guys do. And I'm like, fucking love him, man. He's always there listening. Right. 
it's like they support you. It's like cool. It's like to have that reoccurring audience and be like, oh wow, they. He's like a fan of ours. Yeah, like, all of like, ours. Kind of fan. Yeah, we have that. Like, few people not in. individually, just like yeah, comedy in general, and that's yeah. that's what's beautiful. If yeah. We can have a room. I mean, obviously, we need more diversity. Like, uh, but like a room full of like people who are just there because they want to laugh, which is why like. I don't know. Early on in comedy, people were like, "Oh, what comedy clubs do you do you do your comedy?" I'm like, "None." No, <laughs> they, don't, like, they don't want me there yet. No, you have to. I wish. And that's the thing of like, that we have to explain to people like that sort of inside yeah. thing of like you sort of have to realize like I talk about that with my family. It's like yeah, it's like with my student family. It's like yeah, it's like I'm doing these small stuff and you know I've done a couple places, and to me that's just, that's the part is like you sort of want to get out of that like zone of like that amateur zone and be like okay i'm doing this thing for real but it's that's the one thing that i sort of realized when i talked to like that was reassuring to me to that i mentioned a little bit like when i talked to like comics that are successful like more um like have more stuff and they're touring and stuff and it's like they just view us as comics so we should stop doing ourselves in a demeaning way and saying like, Oh, I'm just an open mic comic. You should never say that. You should just be like, I'm a comic. Cause they view exactly. you as a comedian. No matter yeah, what it. level you're at. That's what I like to. Yeah. I, I'm a comic cause I'm getting up there and I'm working. Right. Exactly. And I'm not, I'm not a paid comic or a highly paid comic. Uh, if you want to get all, you know, if you want to start breaking shit down, but right. I do it. It's like, yeah, it's like weird. We don't have a, like maybe people do in their mind. And you do in your mind when you start out, you sort of kind of put people in departments of like this person's that, this person's that. Yeah. And you just have to end up realizing like that was the healthy thing to me to realize is like, oh, you're just a comic. Like you may not be at the area that you want to be at, and that's always a thing. But at least you're, you are that thing. You're doing it. Like you know, like I, bro. That's like I was saying. It's Brian. Uh, it was kind of like I was saying when I was with my rugby friends and they were kind of trying to roast me about doing comedy, like, oh, you're not funny. Right. Then I was like, yeah, but I'm grinding. And they're like, yeah, fuck, man. I, I don't know how you can do that. Right. That's the thing. <laughs> but it's like no one doing something think, very difficult. I think that's the cool thing. And, and that's a lot also, of people can. Yeah. It's like, that's and the thing. It's like, you're that on itself that. proves that we are comics. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, I think it's the same thing. I think that's the same thing with anything. Like, that a lot i think if you do anything like you if you're a rapper like people will be like they have to do yeah, where's your album shit. or xyz they'll be yeah. like they'll be like well how'd your show go it's like you know they'll be the same way and they're like i was not an open mic dude <laughs> like you know yeah, it's like because people not. have but also you can't blame them because people have an idealized version of what they think it is that's the thing too is like right people don't know the grind like that's the thing that you sort of like that's the one thing that I mentioned a lot is like I like that when TV shows can sort of show like the lower ranking of what we do because to a mainstream audience they don't know like one thing that I do a lot on uh, Wikipedia is that always annoys me is they don't when they show a year that the comedian started a lot of them make the mistake of doing the year that they started as the year they first appeared on like mainstream on tv yeah but yeah and it's like no like john mulaney didn't start in 2008 he started in 2002 <laughs> like he was you well, know that's the thing we it's find like, out the like, truth you realize like, like oh, especially through podcasts this you person know what I mean? like, started in this 
like that's the cool thing to me that's the cool thing to me is like realize like you know you might think like you know like it's the same then that's the cool thing too is that period of like those people that when they get that jumping point and i've seen that with people now like the comedians that i have on that are getting more gigs like that's one thing that i do like that's the one thing that i love about doing this podcast is uh, when i have recurring people come on that's always it is like something big happens to them and i have them on like you know if you if you get like so wait, what's the big thing that happened to me oh like, i got a show like exa- next week like exactly. <laughs> i don't get, know like, about that if you get like an album or something <laughs> like you'll be back on and it's Hell like yeah. you know it's like because that's you're gonna motivate me to do better to get back on here and to me <laughs> My thing is, I just like, like the way I explained the reason I did this podcast was partly because we spend a lot of our time, like with social media and everything, like help hyping ourselves up. Like we're always yeah. like promoting ourselves, and then you look around the the landscape. Why are we not promoting each in, other? And it's like, oh, this is there's other people that need to be, and they're not going to be like it's not a fault of their own. Like I'm not as proactive as I should be on social media, but it's like you know if a person needs that little boost to be like you know what uh, like you mentioned uh mike Teo, like he's fucking amazing isn't he yeah man he's been grinding i don't know how I long he's been doing he's, comedy he's but working he now, he's working on a special now like he got that sort of deal he's doing the special yeah now. i don't and know how how long he's been doing it but like it he's might been be doing it early you know what but. i heard that he's been doing it for like 30 years okay then that makes total sense then right and like, because I was like, it might be a little soon, but he's kind of good. But like, if he's only like, six months in, the thing he like, might he's, be too soon. The thing that he's like thirty years in, then that and that makes still sense. Still grinding yeah. it at open mics and still like just Bro, grinding that's it my out. Respect about him, yeah, man. And then it's like, oh, this is gonna be his big thing. Like, this is gonna be what people finally get to see. Like, he did um the album, which, and you know, we usually get five minutes. They gave him like thirty minutes one night. Like just oh, fuck yeah. like, and he was just murdering the entire time. It was just no, like he's he's he would like I'm saying like I hope it didn't come off like I'm trying to talk. I was talking no, shit about no, him. No, like, me neither. He, yeah, he fucking. <clears throat> my thing is, I had I <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, he's new to my scene. Yeah, and I'm new to seeing him. You're so I don't know him. how long he's been going, but he looked. He's at like. I thought he was one of those new guys. Yeah, me too. And it's like, like from oh, Zoom. And I was like, he's one of them that that's, that took this shit seriously. He said, I'm not fucking around anymore. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this hard. Right. And it shows now. Now that you said he's been doing it for for many years. We'll just go ahead and say many years. Yeah, many you years. Know? It's many. It's like, you know, decades. And it's like, you know, what? It's like you have that those peaks and valleys for people. Like, you know, we talked about the people that quit. You know, you can never know for sure. Maybe those people will be back in, you know, when COVID. Rodney Dangerfield style. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you never know. Like, maybe someone will get the itch again because. Well, we'll see, like, it's, it, I can't have a family um, because, like, I know I want to be a, res- if I'm going to be a dad, I want to be a responsible dad. Right. Right. And if I'm going to have a, a wife, I want to be a good husband. Right. And you can't really do that. And also do comedy full time. You're going to have to sacrifice either your child oh, or your comedy. Lot, yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, I get it. I'm kind of really happy that I don't have anything that I have to really sacrifice right now. Uh, 
because we're not tied down. Like you, you're not tied down anything really either, right? No. Uh, so like you have that freedom now. Yeah. And you know, it, it might look nice. Oh, that's nice. Like my brother has kids. He's younger than right. me too. My sister. Has and kids. yeah, and it's like, oh, I love, I love my my nieces, but it's like, I and I'd like to have kids of my own someday. But I want to make sure that I'm there for them. Like, Jerry right. Diaz, the way he talks about, like, he moved from California to New Jersey mainly because he wanted his daughter to go to school and not be living in, like, a lockdown state of California. Right. Because he thought it was bad for his daughter. He changed his whole life for his daughter. Right. That dedicated fucking father. Yeah. Like, and that's me, what you have to do, I think. Sorry. Go ahead. Do you know, B- do you know BJ? DJ, yeah, yeah, I love that guy. He's yeah, good at, he's the one who filmed uh, uh, dance, sh- uh, dance special. Yeah, on, uh, utterly ridiculous on YouTube. Check it out. On the first, <laughs> I'm actually moving in with him. So, like, that's Very a big, nice. major thing in my life. Is like, you know, 28 moving out of my, 27 moving out of my parents' house is like, you and know, it happens, bro. It's it's take, like, it, our generation takes longer, but congratulations. Like, for me, it's like you know. And Wait, what is that? What day is that? First, the first um, is like a Friday. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say if it's if it was a uh, Sunday, I could definitely help you move. Yeah, so it was just Sundays like, and Mondays are my yeah. days off. It was just it was just so cool that that ended up happening, and it was just like a quick thing of like, oh, that happened. And to me, it's like you know, it was just a good thing. It came at the perfect time, and that's the thing. Now is like now I have now I'll be able to do a sh- shit more shows and just like just like a ton of more stuff and. uh it's gonna help you in comedy yeah, so for sure. I'm just happy for it, and I'm I, I just love that that happened. Congratulations, uh, man! Yeah, yeah so I'm happy for you too. That's gonna be a major thing, and it's just like that's a cool thing. It's like the next step of like that's what happens. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to ask my last sort of questions I usually ask is, uh, what is um? Do you have a a memory of like a show or even a mic like where you got heckled? Like, do you have any heckler stories? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got a, I got a good one. You should, you should throw some of these questions to people beforehand. But you're lucky. I'm, I'm good at. I'm oh yeah. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like that, where they could get a good one. Yeah. Because that's actually a really good question to ask people. And yeah. you know what? I remember it was um, this Mike in Westwood. I don't think they're. They, I think they closed the the bar closed down. But it was Sundays. It was uh, John Sweeney used to run it. The mostly Sundays open mic. Right. And. Uh, I had just gotten out of a writing workshop with some comics and the way we did it is we ate dinner together. None of us actually, all we did was like talk to each other. None of us actually talked about any of our jokes or actually did what we should be doing. I mean, I don't really know what a writing workshop is either. No, it just became a hang. Right. Cause that's what right. happened. And, and, and then afterwards we all pretty much just did our time. Like we went to the basement of this guy, the comics house, and he had like a mic set up and everything like that. So we just sat in his basement and pretty much did our comedy in front of each other. But instead of they started heckling. Now this isn't this isn't the heckler story. Just right. preamble. They started kind of heckling me during me telling my jokes, like because they were critiquing it. That was the right. workshop. I didn't understand it at the time though. Right. And I'm getting all defensive, right? Yeah. Now afterwards, I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm gonna go tell these jokes at an open mic, but I'm kind of not even excited about telling them because they kind of bombed already in front of these comics, or so right. I thought. I get to the open mic, and as soon as I get there, somebody's like, "Oh fuck! Look, there's some hecklers here tonight," and I, they are just heckling everybody during everybody's set. It's like these three guys, 
I fucking, I'm getting mad. I'm getting so mad while they're heckling because they're heckling my friends mm-hmm. that when I finally get on stage, I said, I came here to fucking tell jokes and you, and so did a bunch of my fucking friends and you guys wouldn't shut the fuck up. So now instead of telling jokes for five minutes, I'm going to shit on you guys for five minutes. What the fuck are you? Is you're, and like, I just went in on them and all the comics were fucking dying. They were loving it. I'm like, I'm looking at my recorder to see how much time I did. Like we normally get five minutes. I was at like six minutes. I was like, I didn't even get the light yet. So right. I guess I still could keep going and shit on you guys. Right. Another minute of shit on you guys. Right. That sort of reminds me of. Uh, do you ever they see? Shut uh, the fuck up. And did you ever they see, stopped. Did you ever see Bill Burr's uh, Philly yeah. video? Oh my god! That's what it it reminds was me. like that. It was like that, except. <laughs> Instead of everybody, there was only three hecklers, and right. everybody else was supporting me shitting on those right. three hecklers. Like, that's so cool. And and then afterwards, they shut the fuck up. Right. And, and you I, know what? And it was beautiful. Is, not to defend those guys, but there are people that just don't know. They right. Just, and, that's, and I get it. And I get it. Like, right. people often, like, that's what I always see is, like, I always, whenever I see, like, people, like, comedians make heckler videos and stuff, Sort of the the problem to me with that is, I don't know how it how if it scares people away. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, like, so, people might not even mean to heckle. Like some people don't even mean to heckle. Exactly. So side story, real quick. I was at another mic recently, and I'm telling jokes, and uh, and this lady's kind of heckling me, or I, I assume she's heckling me, and she's not. She's actually. It, what I find out after when I talked to her, she said, no, she was telling her friends stop talking so that she can listen. Right. And then I didn't hear what she was saying. I just it looks like she's talking to her friends instead of right. listening. Yeah. So I'm like, like I'm like, can you guys like shut the fuck up? Right. And then she goes, and then she goes, go ahead, tell the jokes, get to the jokes. And now I'm thinking she's heckling me. Like, tell, like that's what I've been trying to fucking do. Right. What do you? It's <laughs> what, like, and then, yeah. And it's then like, after we talking, it's like, no, I was telling my friends to shut up, and I was telling you get back to the jokes because I thought you were funny. Right. And I was like, oh, wow, that was a big misunderstanding. Yeah. So you're right. Like, a lot of the time, it could just be a big misunderstanding. Right. Because that's the thing. It's like, you sort of get stuck in the world that you're in that you don't realize, like, what it is to the outside people. And then you're like, yeah. oh, this is it. But, um, so, the uh, I never know how to end. That's the <laughs> that's bad. Okay. I could like, do some plugs. But, I'll yeah, some plugs I, that's before. also what I need to ask you to do. Thank you for my just plugging. Yeah, yeah. man, absolutely. Yeah, all like, my what's people. Your social media stuff. You guys can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is, I guess, Yusefgoff. Y U S E F G O F. The same thing as Instagram is at Yusefgoff. Or you can follow my podcast at Pissed Golf Podcast is on Instagram. Um, I don't use Twitter, so don't even follow me there if you want. Okay. I think it's at Yusefgoff there too. Okay. Um, so like it's very easy. And uh, my podcast, check out my podcast, Piss Golf Podcast, uh, available everywhere. Thanks to Anchor, making it easy. I'm probably going to record another one today and drop it, or if not tomorrow, because I did a great, I had a fucking, a lot of fun with you. I don't even know if I want to <laughs> record another one right now. Yeah, I, thanks I, so I much for doing talk. this, man. And Hell yeah, for, man. You know, it, it's actually, it's actually kind of great, like how it ended up working out, because I'm just like, oh shit, I was like, <laughs> no, you overslept and it was perfect because I was like, I woke up, I'm like, I'm so hungover. Right. I need to drink water and coffee. And that's why like I had to go on a walk. And right. you're like, oh, I'll talk to you. I was like, I have to go on a walk right now if I'm gonna like kind of right. walk this hangover. Yeah. Off. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, so I hope, sorry about all the car noise early on. No, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> okay. you know, it's funny, like, Dan gives the shit about it, but it's like, you know, I, I always, sorry, Dan. the only thing that I do is, <laughs> if it's, you know, I shouldn't say this, but it's like, you know, it depends on the guest. Like, if it's just, like, you, like, this will be fine. Like, people get it, yeah. you know. Like, if I have a big Comic-Con, of course I'm going to edit it so that it looks... You know, right. And it, or if somebody's like, yeah, can you take that out? I'm like, For this, it's like... That was a cool thing, too, of, like, when I, whenever I ask people to be on, like, only one person had, like, a manager that I had to sort of, like, contact about, like, you know, ad, like, advertising the shit and, like, where to put... Where I do my advertising and stuff. But, like, most of the time like every time that i've talked to people and gotten them on it's like i haven't had the email like through anyone or anything it's just like you know you can message someone and be like oh they're probably too busy or they're like you know they're bigger comics or they're busy they're not going to see this message on facebook messenger it doesn't hurt and then they see it and then they're like yeah we'll do it yeah it's like man and definitely let me know when you drop this so i can promote it too yeah so i'll share um, the shit out of it yeah so it's gonna be uh I have it written down here. Um it's gonna be... We can talk about it whenever off air or whatever, but also I gotta I gotta send you my number too. So like bro, anytime you wanna talk, oh feel sure. free to hit me up anytime, bro. Yeah, sure. Like so, I know uh, like... you were there in the beginning, I'm like I remember like I uh, we'll talk uh, I'll tell you the rest of this thing if you wanna end it on a good story. Yeah, sure. I remember uh going to george street that was where i got my start and you were one of the comics you and dan capper one of the ones that 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 saw that i didn't go up often because you didn't see me maybe at any other mics but you saw that i was trying where a lot of the other guys were a little bit clicky they're like oh we we don't see him he's not and i get it now like he's not a dedicated comic you only see him once a week at one mic and it's like every other week i think yeah it's like you don't even see him often you see the kid once every two weeks He's not a dedicated comic, but you guys would listen. And I remember I tried to do that was the Gucci Man. If you wanted to, if you're doing that song, right? Uh, okay, it was funny. It was hilarious because I know you asked me about that. Like that Gucci Man song, I tried to make a joke. It was like the song starts with, "I got so many felonies, I might can't never go to Canada." <laughs> that is the kind of rap. Like I don't remember how the joke was. Like, but like I tried to like say something about that, and only you and Dan like laughed and listened. Right. And everybody else was like. Ugh, he's doing music jokes. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough. Like that was a, because to me that was a thing of like everyone sort of has their like it's not bad. But there's clicky stuff there, and to me what was just so but cool was just the way that I got to doing that, uh, doing the door street was really interesting. I was like maybe, like two months, no, like a year and like, like a year in and. Uh, I was at a show that um, was hosted by Gordon Baker Bone, and then like uh, Tiz was on it. And you know that area, like right in front of the bar. Like I don't know how to explain it, but there was like a bunch of comics there that were you know yeah, yeah. on the show. The and I was like, well, back to that thing. Like I don't know if I should go up and talk to them and introduce myself. I'm a comic, kind of. So I went up to them and just sort of mingled with them and met his and he told me about like and then i met dan there the next week and it was just like it was just so cool to be like and you know it's so cool now just the people that you know from that and the things like and the things like if i wasn't brave enough to like if i had never done that if i hadn't gone up and been like hey i do comedy too 
I would have never gotten to go to, I would have never made it to that mic. I would have never been like, had the balls to ask, you know, because Dude, you never know. It's that. so funny you say that because uh, now I'm fucking blanking on his name. Something. Oh, fuck. Uh, whatever. I know Mark Henley was another big guy that did it. And I'm now I'm blanking on oh, the guy who, yeah. who ran it before him, but it was Trend in Montclair. It was a coffee and tea shop. They used to have a Wednesday yeah. mic, and it was a mixed mic. And Mondays, they would have comics mic, but I didn't know about that. Right. And so I would go to the Wednesday mixed mic, and finally, one of the, com- the comic who ran the Monday mic just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to try out some jokes, and he, he saw me. He goes, "Yeah, you should come out on Monday." And I was that guy. Fuck, man, I gotta remember his name now. I, God bless him. He he kind of yeah. Right. You need it sometimes, it, and that's the thing. Is like that was a blessing to me because I was just trying to do comedy closer, and he said, "Hey, here's some comedy." But then right. you're right. You kind of have to. After that, I have to kind of go up to the comics and and be like, "Where are the other ones? Where are the other? Come on, I need to find." Yeah, them. yeah, you got to do that. I mean. It's a, and it's a problem because you don't know. You just, you don't know what's going to happen until you do it. Like, that's the big thing about comedy and I guess doing anything in like a creative aspect, like an entertainment aspect is you have to be able to be firm and be like, this is what I'm doing. Like, you have to go up and be like, yeah, this is, you have to sometimes say that. You have to sometimes, you know, that's the biggest thing because people don't know. Like, that's the big thing that, you know, you have to do. You have to have the balls not to just go up on stage, but also to go up to, you know, anyone in comedy well, and be like and introduce yourself because you kind of get more the more you do it. I mean, I'll right. tell you, first couple right. months it was harder for me. I would fucking be at the open mic. Sorry, from Kurt. Uh, no, no, you know. you but like I, I'd be at these open mics, and I'd see the comics. Like I think I remember Josh Wells and. Um, who's the other one? The fucking doctor. I'm trying to remember his name. Why am I blanking now? Tim uh, Lowe. Um, yeah. Tim Lowe. And, and Tim yeah. Lowe and Josh and maybe some other comics are, are they're just talking, and I'm I'm like awkwardly trying to like get near them like a creep, right? And like include myself without like being weird, and then they just stop talking, and then I'm like, okay, they don't want me around. Let me leave. And then they start talking again. I'm like, yep, I was the problem. But also I realize now, like, you're just a creepy weirdo who just started hanging. Yeah. Like, these guys are talking and now you're just standing near them. Like you just gotta dropping. be you gotta be <laughs> yeah. I could have just introduced myself and it would have been like yourself. and it would have been like, Oh hey, I'm Josh and hey, right, I'm Tim, exactly. nice to meet you. <laughs> that's, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's the one thing that I've talked about with a lot of people in here. It's like, you know, that's the that's the second hardest thing. Like the first hardest thing for people is getting on stage. The second hardest thing is like talking to other comics. Just like, oh, like, what do I start? Because some people, because you just go to a mic and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to this mic, I'm going to leave. And then yep. you end up like, oh, I got to talk to people. I got to be friendly. How else are you going to? Yeah. And <laughs> so literally, like, I remember my first friend in comedy was Chris Gassler. Shout out to Chris Gassler. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Um, and he and I both, we both would like go to the same, the trend mic that I'm talking about. And we would both be sitting there on the sidelines, like kind of still eavesdropping into these comics conversation, but from they let, they can keep, keep talking. And so we both like looked at each other and like, oh, hey, comic. Yeah, you, me, me too. Oh, want to be friends? Yeah, right. cool. <laughs> and like now we can talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and it was literally just that. Talking there should be some type of meeting call <laughs> or something like. Not well, see now, like something like, well, but 
So that well, he got a third comic. Yes. Well, that's what I do now is like when I see a new comic and they're like a new person comes in until I see them get on stage, I treat them as if they're just an audience member. Right. And then once I see them get on stage, I'm going to go up and introduce myself. I'll let the awkward part fall in my lap. Right. Because like, I know what that's like and it's not fun. No. You know, it's not fun to be there and feel like you're excluded for no reason. Right. But I get it. Yeah. You know? It's like, like we're a weird group too. Like we can't yeah, just include too. anybody. We are, yeah. I try to be nice to Kid Tyler like... and ended up hitting some cop in the head with a hammer. Oh yeah. I was very wrong about him. <laughs> oh. He what what does it do you say? Oh, you don't know about this, huh? He hit someone with a I know that there was a guy with a hammer that hit someone with a hammer. Yeah, so this there's this comic, uh I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying it since the news already said it. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I, I I didn't meet him, but what's his name? Tyler. Oh, yeah, Tyler or something. I forgot. Yeah, something yeah. With a G. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually forget Tyler. I'm not saying your last name because I don't want you to hit me with a hammer. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Well, you can look it up. But yeah, like he yeah. like got escorted home from, and then he hit a cop with a hammer. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I was at um, I was at this. I was telling people thing. be nice to the kid. He's just trying to be a comic. Right. I'm like, maybe I'm not the best gauge. No, it's just funny because I was at a talk about uh, our Carl, Carl Cowan. uh, He's doing this audio series. He has this audio series on uh, Spotify, which is like a podcast that's like, but instead of doing like interviews like we do, they made like a, like an actual like anthology, like type of story. Like, oh, very nice. And the thing is, like, it's about this fictional comic who, who failed and now he's trying to solve a murder <laughs> and i like that it's like so it's like so a, it's like it's a little skit we went, thing, to, but it's we went to record it and we're just like hanging out when dancer and everything and they're telling me that story and everyone's high and shit and stuff and they're just telling <laughs> me that and i'm like oh my god that's crazy and it's, it's just like that's that's so but it's like you can always imagine a comic doing that or like a person in comedy doing that. You're like, yep, that makes that checks out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not the... like that. I'm like, yeah, that checks out. That makes sense. <laughs> we're not the most sane bunch, <laughs> no. a lot of us. But uh, thank you so much for doing <laughs> this, man. I mean, yeah, man, thank you. You're for like, me. you know, it's you talk about like, you know, knowing each other, you know, it's it's just, I always feel so weird. It's like I have. I make a list of not only like the people that I asked, but also the people that I have to ask. And like, I always have to remind myself to stop listening, to stop trying to list people to get on. I have to remind myself to like take it a little bit more slower. Cause like I make the list of people that I want to be on. And then I get to like 150 names and I'm like, shit, I've asked all these people to be on. <laughs> and it's like, my thing is, as long as I can get them on and talk to them, like I talk to you. It's always just fine. It's just the thing of like, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, I wish like there's nothing personal. I want you to know that I wanted to have you on the podcast a lot sooner. Oh, yeah. No. It just takes a lot that's of people. Fine. So like, I just want you to know, like, this wasn't like, a, like, oh, I'll, I'll call you if I don't have anyone. It's like, no, he's been on my list for like three months. And it's like, I gotta, you gotta ask him, Richard. That's the thing, too. Yeah. It's like. That's the thing too. You're in your like, head, man. You're in your head like, too much. Yeah, it's like you gotta, 
that's the thing too. You probably have it with your podcast when you had people on. Oh, dude, it's that like, was the problem. Like, I would ask people, and then it would feel weird. Yeah, about asking weird. a lot of the time they would say yes. Yeah, a lot of them say yes. But and then it's if they like, like cancel or something, I'm right. like, oh well, fuck. Well, now I, I kind of made me salty about even doing it. Right. But, but I mean, it, it was a blessing at the time. Yeah. Because like, like you know, Louis Anderson said, you gotta, you know, you don't learn anything from a good set. Yeah. So, I was like, well, if I'm gonna have a, if I'm not gonna be able to put out a podcast because of a guest, well, then I have to do it solo. Right. So like, yeah, I check out my happen. podcast. Piss off. Yeah. Yeah, so it's another plug. It's, the thing. it's like I still have people that have to get on. It's great. It's like I, like I told you, like to have like almost seventy guests and be like, oh, this is just cool, and it's cool to be like, yeah, this is. That's the one thing that you realize, like, oh, it, we, we. I thought it was a lot of people, but then you realize, oh my god, we know so many people. <laughs> yeah, man. You, have you you've done Luke's podcast, right or no? Uh, I don't think so. He does one um, kind of like this. It's called just two humans and a microphone. Oh yeah, no, Luke Rothschild. Yeah, yeah, I did his. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, his. good. Because I was gonna be like you. That you'd be right up the alley. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I did that with I him. Saw you on it. We did like two parts. It was great, but uh, it was it was so cool. And to me, I I love doing podcasts with people. It's like it's sort of like you know it builds your name up. Like that's the thing that's cool to me too. Is like you know I'm on all these podcasts. It's kind of interesting to be like someone can just search my name. And like, even if they don't like a random person, they just see it. They'll be like, "This guy's been on this shit ton of podcasts." <laughs> like, oh, bro! Well, you know what's funny is uh, not even funny, but like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be on the dating apps, and this one girl I'm talking to, she's like, "Like, oh, yo, you do a lot of podcasts." I'm like, "Do I? Like, how do you know?" Like, I didn't even right. like, like I didn't tell you. Search your name, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm just like now. I say I would say I don't do enough podcasts. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's always cool. To just have that, like. That's yeah, Thank you uh, for having me, man. I really do appreciate this. This is a yeah. great time. Again, I'm yeah. gonna send you my number so you can fucking yeah, hit me up sure. any time. Yeah, shoot yeah. the shit, for sh- sure. shove jokes, whatever. Yeah, I'll give you my number. Yeah, thanks, man. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. So well, uh, yeah, I don't know what, what I do. I'll let you end the recording thing, and then uh, however you want to do it. But yeah, I, I appreciate sure. you having me on, and yeah, definitely anybody on. who's a fan of mine. If you listen this far, you better be following Richard Dweck back. <laughs> That's my boy. I mean, yeah, this was. This is really, really cool. And it's just so awesome to get this out now. To be like, this is it. Thank you, man. So, I, yeah, normally people say I talk too much. Thank you for letting me no, uh, it's great. ramble on. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, this is one of the longer episodes. So that's good. Like, <laughs> I remember, um, you know, it, that just happens sometimes. Sometimes there'll be like, comics will be like, I'm going to try and make Richard do this for like two hours. And it's like, fine, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> like, to me, I'm happy what happened is like all this and then we go but uh the one thing was that used to happen with this podcast is like sometimes it records for like two hours they'll be like and then sometimes it cuts out at like an hour or like 90 minutes and it's like well what do you want me to do what does this i'm like talking to the app like what do you want me to do like what are the rules am i supposed to do this um, yeah minutes dude i was having that I was having that problem when I was trying to use GarageBand to record my podcast it would only let me record like 30 minute increments right and, and I was like, like, what the fuck? This is, like, I'm going to, what? Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad to uh, let us keep going this whole time. Yeah. So I'm happy. And we fixed everything. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's cool. So thank you so much. Uh, thank oh, you, bro. You can give me your number. And uh, yeah, you can talk to me anytime. And, you know, if you ever, like, are going to hit up the mic or something and you want to let me know about it, that's cool, too. 
Yeah, man, same. I know. Right. Anytime you're up in this area too, I'll, uh, and you need a mic, hit me up. I'll let you know where they are. And when I'm, I don't know where your area is, but I'm assuming it's more like centralish south. Yeah. So I'll be hitting you up because I'm trying to find out some different mics that I can maybe hit if there are any later mics. Right. But we'll we'll talk. We'll talk off. Yeah, there. for sure. Yeah. Thanks. All man. right, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.